like, wow, Scoob. I wanted to say No, if... don't do it. Don't do it. That's not for tonight. I wanted to. I know you wanted to. I wanted to as well. Tomorrow. Only because Tomorrow. you're here. Yes. Uh, but we don't have, you know, a third person from that crew. No. And in fact, we're expecting... It wouldn't be right. It's the wrong day. Yeah. We can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Can't do it. Uh, long-time listeners of Free Talk Live, you'll know that... Uh, Normally on Sundays, it's myself and Nikki and either Richie Rich or Steve Classic, depending on, you know, who's got to work and, you know, all that kind of crap. So, but it is Saturday, just so you're not confused, because uh, right now, for the moment, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. And Nikki. In the studio. We're expecting uh, a special guest who is traveling across the state just to get here. So when he shows up, uh, we'll introduce him. Of course, if you want to join in the program tonight, you can dial 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. The program is called Free Talk Live. If you're a new listener, you've never heard of us, uh, go check us out at freetalklive.com. Find out more about the program, what we do. We... uh, you know, for me to describe this show is kind of like I can really only describe the shows that I'm on, <laughs> right? If I try to describe the show like in general, it might not fit, you know, when the other hosts are on and that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? I like the description of we talk about things from their perspective of peace and liberty. That is true. Yes. That, I feel like that sums it up well because we do talk about things. We don't yes. just uh, not necessarily a political show. We no. talk about politics occasionally. We, I mean, like generally speaking, I guess you could call us like a current events talk show. Yeah, because we do talk. talk do we talk? Uh, Sometimes. Have, some of us have yet. Some of us need remedial speaking, apparently, including myself. Uh, we do talk about current events, mm-hmm. but they might not be the events that you think are current. And by you, I mean the listener. So, uh, if you be, want mainstream news, then go to a yeah, mainstream is, news site. Yeah, this is not the place for you. If you want something different, where folks can call in and you know either talk about what we're talking about or change the subject, bring up whatever they want. Well, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. I do have uh, some show prep for tonight, and I want to talk about this. This is from the AP APNews.com. No joke. Feds discourage humorous electronic messages on highways. We touched upon this on uh, Wednesday. Did you? We did. Really? Yeah. Ah, you bastards. (laughs) I had it like, it's my primary article tonight. Uh, Either way, we're going to talk about it. That's okay, because, yeah, I have a lot to say about it still. Because the feds hate fun, apparently. Yeah. That was the consensus that we we came to. (laughs) Yeah. I, I can't even believe... That this is a thing yeah. that they're trying to discourage. And it is, uh, I think the whole thing is very embarrassing because out of all of the things that need to be done, out of all of the fixing <laughs> that could possibly happen within the federal government, like this is the type of thing that they're fixating on, right? So it's kind of like, I don't know, I there there are a million other things that I could list that should catch the federal government's attention that come way before some funny joke on a uh, on a road sign yeah. on the highway uh, 
So, like, I think we've all seen these sort of digital, I don't want to call them billboards because they're not really for advertising, right? But these digital signs that the uh, the highway department. Yeah, Department of Transportation, dep- wherever, whatever. Wherever yeah. you live, whatever. We've seen these. Like around Christmas time, it's like, ho, 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 slow down. Don't kill the reindeer. Funny, yeah, you know, whatever. something along those lines. Or it's it, like, it's even just like. These these boards are there for like, hey, you know what? You're entering a mountain pass. There's going to be some snow and ice. They're like they're there for informational purposes. Yeah, right. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. But if somebody wants to have you know a little bit of fun and make somebody's day and like you know try and not be like super serious with these signs, I'm all for it because yeah. lighten up, man. You know, pull the stick out of your your posterior. You know, world's dark enough as it is. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and by the way, uh, listeners, Zephan is now here with us. He's yes. Our, he's our special guest tonight. Welcome. Yeah, sorry. I was following in the steps of uh, my best friend here, um, Lee. <laughs> uh, or Pickless Mountaineer, rather. Um, I, I actually intended to arrive early, but I got uh, stuck behind a government salter. That's, yeah. uh, that's something that we have out here. I, I also yeah. got stuck behind that on, on my way. You know, I live north of here, so like on my way south. Um I left in plenty of time, of course, but like, man, that line was long. I had like, I don't know, man, 50 cars or something behind this. Uh, It was two of them, actually. One was plowing. The other one was salting. They were both the same type of truck with the yellow lights on, but they're doing... 30 in a 55. Yeah. And and in New Hampshire, like we have these like long highways, but there's only one of them. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point to where we have <laughs> private roads, unfortunately. Otherwise, yeah. I could have gotten here a lot sooner. I would have paid the yeah. premium. Oh, and I don't know. Let me ask you this about uh, the, uh, the the big city area, Manchester. Yeah, right. Because right? you're kind of out that way. Yeah, yeah. Do they have something known as a bypass? So like in, in a big city, I'm thinking like Minneapolis or St. Louis or Chicago. Like if you're traveling uh, north and south, and you want to bypass Chicago entirely. You don't want to drive through the city. They've built a freeway that's sort of like it comes up to the outskirts of the city mm. and then just sort of goes around it and, and reroutes you north around yeah, the no, city. Yeah, that's, no, that's not how New Hampshire works because um, Manchester's just so small yeah. of, of a big, you know, quote-unquote yeah. It's city. like 100,000 people. Yeah. Right? Well, like, and I was going to say, uh, there's not really much traffic. I mean, occasionally true. there will be traffic, but compared to, like, Boston yeah. or I, New I'd York. Honestly, I'd say that, like, the traffic going out of New Hampshire into Massachusetts, that's when it gets bad. Because yeah. I used to work in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and I know that you do too, mm-hmm. uh, Nikki. And um, and it just gets really bad once you get in there. Yeah, and the, the drivers get worse right. like yes. instantly too. They get meaner, more yeah. aggressive, ruder, and yeah. just worse. Just less less I, skilled. I have a question. <laughs> if, if, there is, um, if there's some road rage... Yeah. Uh, going on for commuters to and from like Massachusetts, for example. And uh, somebody pulls a gun and shoots somebody. Mm. Is that now a mass shooting? <laughs> well, if that's the case, then in mass. uh, Massachusetts yeah. has uh, the most mass shootings in any other <laughs> state in America. Which I'm it might facetious. have already, but yeah, yeah. even if you don't change the definition. Uh, so this from the AP... It's no joke. A federal agency is discouraging humorous and quirky messages that could distract or confuse drivers on highways and freeways across the country. The Federal Highway Administration recently released an updated 1,100-page manual that spells out 
Eleven hundred pages. <laughs> Give me a break. I know they couldn't be like they couldn't just be like, "Hey guys, can you tone it down with the funny messages on the highway side?" They couldn't just send an email to you know a distribution group to all the supposed leaders or managers of these signs. Well, how would the lawyers make all the money if they did that? Yeah, they they instead had to release it. I'm actually there's a hyperlink to it. Maybe they have the whole. Oh my gosh, they do. It's the Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices, the MUTCD, another useless acronym. Jeez. Like, okay, look, I come from the tech world. I love a good acronym, right? I love it when, you know, like there's even like some some humorous things that have been going around. It's like, boss in general, superior high intensity training. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you figure out that ac- that acronym, it's big, <laughs> right? That I can't. That's a word I can't say on the air, right? Right. Uh, and so, like, you know, this is to make fun of acronyms and acronyms in like the corporate and the tech world and that kind of thing. So, like, I enjoy a good acronym, but man, government has some of the worst acronyms, right? I think that like have ever been produced. M-U-T-C-D. It's hard enough to memorize the acronyms, but they also expect you to memorize the thousands of pages that they publish. And if you don't and you break <laughs> one of those laws, then they throw you in prison, you know, because ignorance of the law is no excuse. 1,100-page manual that spells out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. 1,100 <laughs> pages! Like, I've read some novels, right? You know, back in the day, like yeah, eleven hundred pages is a lot. It's a lot. Like it's a lot. Like, like does somebody get hired by the Department of Transportation and they're like, "Here's your homework, bro. Eleven hundred pages of this this manual on how we do and do not operate our 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 signs." On the freeways. I don't know if the longest Harry Potter book is that long, and I know that. However, they decide the, to write this. It is way less interesting than any Harry Potter book, so it'll feel like ten times longer. I'll see if I can find the actual manual. They they link to a uh, a Federal Highway Administration page, but I didn't uh, immediately see the you know the download for this eleven hundred page manual. It's got to be just dry as f, right? Oh yeah, which would make sense because they're trying to outlaw jokes, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was saying this before. I sometimes like stuff like that. I'm just like it. It really falls flat for me. Like I don't yeah. think it's funny. But for some reason, whenever I'm on the highway and I see one of those dumb jokes on the road <laughs> sign, it ma- makes me chuckle. You know, it brings a little light to my life while I'm sitting in traffic right. or yeah. whatever I'm doing. Like some of them are pretty clever. Um, some of them are dumb, but it's still like, oh, you guys tried. That was, you know, nice or whatever. <laughs> like if ever there were a, a a sort of a captive environment where levity, right, where where humor, where where lightening the mood was sort of, I don't want to say necessary, but very welcomed by most people, it would be in a high traffic situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've lived in big cities. Uh, the two biggest ones, uh, Minneapolis and Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, I have a bit of road rage when I drive around, particularly yeah. during what they call rush hour, which mm-hmm. in these cities that I just mentioned is like a rush four hours, right? It starts about 3.30, doesn't end until about 7. Mm-hmm. So you do the math. I don't know how many hours that actually is. But they call it Too rush many. hour. They call it rush hour, right? But it, no, it's not. It's not rush hour. It's like rush, you know, afternoon or evening or whatever. Yeah. Same thing in the morning, right? That's just what they called it when they first uh, named the phenomenon and they right. didn't update yeah. it. Right. 
and so like if again like if ever there were a need for like some humor to be injected into a situation a, a way to lighten the mood of everybody participating in this traffic phenomenon right uh, it would be through humor on, you know, a DOT traffic sign. Right? Well, there's no better way to kill a joke than to publish an 1,100-page manual as to why you shouldn't be making jokes like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, the feds hate humor, apparently. Uh, yeah. In this manual, the agency strongly recommends against overhead electronic signs with obscure meanings References to pop culture or those intended to be funny. <laughs> like, like, okay, so first of all, your stolen government dollars are paying for somebody to sit around and go, you know what? We must strongly recommend against overhead electronic signs that have obscure meanings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny. Like, somebody got paid to, like, sort of be the... The hall monitor, if you will, of these traffic signs. Somebody got paid. What a loser. Like uh, a government salary, government benefits, right? All that stuff to to just write these words and say, no, 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 no. We will have none of this on our highways. Well, and and what if it's a sign that's intended to be funny, but actually furthers something relevant? Right. Like what if yeah. you're like making a joke about like not driving drunk or something? Yeah. And it's, okay, so you'd rather just make it so that people, like, look up and see a drunk driving, oh, don't drink and drive sign that they see everywhere else? Or yeah. are you going to, like, make a message that's actually entertaining and might actually well, get people to pay attention exactly, to what you're saying? Exactly, like, make it clever and then it will be retained yeah. in people's memories, right? Like, that's what they do with the commercials, like, the funny commercials. Yeah. yeah. You, I remember funny commercials from, like, 15 years ago because they were funny. Right. Yep. I don't remember boring, lame commercials from 15 years ago because they weren't funny and it doesn't, it's not retained in my memory. If anything, right, because people, human beings who operate these signs already have taken it upon themselves to go, hey, you know what? This stuff is kind of boring and dry. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Occasionally throw a, let's throw a holiday thing in there or let's make a joke about something or another. Yeah. You know, because people have taken it upon themselves to do so, you shouldn't go the opposite way, right? Because like progress is dependent on people making independent decisions. And if a bunch of people make the independent decision to make these sort of street signs funny independently across states and cities and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, then you should go the opposite way. You should go with that. And instead of... Paying some MFR a salary to write an eleven hundred page manual about like how no you can't be funny or humorous or poignant or cultural you should go the other way and instead maybe hire some like marketing people or retired marketing yeah. people yeah. and be like how can we make these both relevant and a little bit humorous at the same time because guess what people are paying more attention to the funny ones than they are the dry ones. Well, you know what this demonstrates is that for the regime, it's not about the message that they're bringing forward. They aren't actually... You know, putting up that sign because they care about your welfare in respect to you not drinking and driving. Right. Otherwise, they would allow yeah. it to be funny. What they do care about is putting up signs in which they're able to, like, 
um, I don't know, demonstrate their control. And that's what this is all about. If it were actually about safety, they would make it as entertaining and fun as possible. Yeah. But it's not. They should make a law saying that they have to be funny. <laughs> I was going like, to go down not, that route. But I, <laughs> like, like, if it's not funny enough, like disqualified. <laughs> right. If, if, the, if we're going to legislate things. Yeah. If the institution known as government were actually about your safety on the highways, they would do those things. But this is very revealing. Uh, and telling that, uh, indeed, no, the institution known as government is not about these things. It's about control. Mm. And this person who was paid a government salary to write this 1,100-page manual is wanting to control you even further. It doesn't want you, there, There's no fun. They don't care that you're human. They only want the distinct and abbreviated message relayed. <laughs> and we'll go into that. Uh, it says the signs should be, Quote, simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear when relaying important information like warning drivers of crashes, adverse weather conditions, and traffic delays, the agency said, seatbelt reminders and warnings about the dangers of speeding or driving impaired are allowed. I mean, they always have been, right? Yeah. Here's, uh, we were talking about like some of the messages. Mm -hmm. Uh, States around the country have used quirky messages to draw the attention of drivers. Among them... Use Yablinka in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Spelled Y-A-H and then B-L-I-N-K-A-H. Yeah. Use Yablinka, right? Uh, I think that's funny. Yeah. This one is my favorite. We were talking about humorous yet mm-hmm. poignant. Visiting in-laws? Slow down. Get there late. <laughs> that's a joke about people hating their in-laws, right? And like that's totally like... If I were if I were in a in a car with like my wife and my kids or something and like I was kind of you know I don't really want to go see the in laws or whatever yeah. I saw that sign I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right and it would just uh, give, it's relatable a lot of people yeah. can relate to that probably yeah give give a little uh, you know a little levity to the situation I mean and even if I'm not visiting my in laws I could look up at that and think it's funny yeah. and then slow down because it persuaded me more to slow down than if it's yeah. like oh slow down it's yeah. like yeah. I, I'm gonna go faster probably. Uh, a sign in Ohio uh, once said, don't drive star-spangled hammered. <laughs> uh, I remember this from Washington State. Uh, they actually they actually had to redo the slogan because uh, uh, what they were trying to do is uh, it was a drunk driving thing, right? So they're yeah. doing this whole uh, TV campaign, uh, and then they had the, the flashing billboard signs as well and all that kind of stuff. And it was... Uh, Drive hammered, get nailed. <laughs> That's actually a good one. And I thought that was hilarious. That's but like, great. As soon as they aired the first one, they were like, uh, no, 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 we got to change that, right? Drive hammered, you will get, or not, they changed it so it didn't sound uh, sexual, right? Oh, the, the yeah. Whole get nailed part. Like, yeah. Like, drive hammered, get arrested. They changed like yeah. a word. They in the made thing. it not funny. And they made it yeah. not funny. And I'm yeah. like, no, come on. That was one of the greatest, like, yeah. anti drunk driving yeah. slogans I've ever heard, yeah. right? And like, they had, like, you know, some professional, you know, sounding commercial guy, drive hammered, get nailed, right? And I just, <laughs> even when I say it right now, I'm still yeah. laughing about it because I'm like, I can't believe that aired. Right, knowing yeah, what, knowing great. what I know about governments, you know, and how they operate, I'm like, that is great. But then the fact that like they immediately squashed it, yeah. like I'm sure somebody was like, "What do you mean getting it?" Like, I, yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's a great point when you said knowing what I know about governments, because the first time I saw one of those funny road signs, yeah, I was actually kind of a little shocked because I'm like, yeah. well, I'm surprised this is allowed. So I'm. <laughs> 
actually really not surprised that they're trying to pass this legislation because it just seems like something that, you know, an organization of terror wouldn't allow. Laughter is the enemy of the regime, too. Yeah, exactly. Seems to be. Yeah. Uh, A couple more examples uh, from Pennsylvania. Hocus Pocus, drive with focus. <laughs> uh, like, you know, like that took some creativity. That's great. Right? Somebody had to think of that, yeah. you know, and also it's kind of humorous. You have to be a cold-blooded monster to outlaw stuff like that. From New Jersey, hands on the wheel, not your meal. I'm sorry, that's from Arizona. My bad. <laughs> Arizona has more than 300 electronic signs above its highways. For the last seven years, the Arizona Department of Transportation has held a contest. Wow. Love that. To find the funniest and most creative messages. This again. I guess that contest is dead. Yeah. This again is human beings trying to insert some humanity in an otherwise inhumane situation, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So, 300 uh, electronic signs in Arizona. Uh, The contest was anyone could submit ideas, drawing more than 3,700. 3,700 entries just last year. Uh, the winners were seatbelts, always pass a vibe check, <laughs> and I'm just a sign asking drivers to use turn signals. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Christmas-themed one that said, only Rudolph is allowed to be lit. Don't drive drunk. Nice. Or like, drive drunk and you'll get an OUI or something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. That reminds me. So... Uh, For those of you listening from different parts of the United States of America, there are many acronyms for, uh, we'll call it drunk driving. Mm. There's there's DUI, Mm -hmm. driving under the influence. There's OUI, Mm -hmm. operating under the influence. There's OWI. Oh, yep. Operating while intoxicated. Yep. DWI. DWI, driving Mm -hmm. while intoxicated, right? And I think there's a couple more that I can't remember. Probably. But like- it varies from state to state what acronym they're using. It's like we <laughs> we can't all agree on one. <laughs> yeah, you think that this would be simple enough yeah. that they'd be able to just okay, OUI, DUI, you know something? Yeah. Simple. I know someone who got I think it was an OUI because they they had they got drunk and they were riding their bicycle home. Yeah. Oh, but they were riding gosh. on the, you know, the shoulder edge of the the, the roadway, the city roadway well, or whatever. you kill somebody, and you know, like, biking and uh, driving I, drunk. Yes. <laughs> 603-283-6160. Do you want to see more humor in your state-sponsored uh, street signs and billboards? Or do you want to see less? Give us a call. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 
Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in and listening to tonight's edition of Free Talk Live. We are a live call-in radio program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Uh, if you want, you can you know post that on your bug guard uh, but put it backwards so that like people in the in front of you can read it appropriately, <laughs> like like Nakiramba or ambulance. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, Zephan, and Nikki. Uh, we're changing up the host a little bit here tonight on the yeah. Saturday. Switcheroo! I'm happy, glad to be here. Happy to have Zephan here again. He is our sometimes co-host. Uh, and all, you've been on the the free the the beard talk last. Oh a few yeah, times quite well, a bit. Yeah, which is currently on hiatus until well, basically I figure out you know what the hell I'm doing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have some ideas and uh, I want to implement them. I did obtain uh, the beardtalklive.com domain. Oh, cool. nice. So you know. I, I, if I'm going to spend $7.95 a year, I better do something <laughs> with it. Yeah. Right? And you we know. still have the guest beard. So You do still have the guest yep. beard that, that Mark Edge, the least bearded uh, host or co-host, the <laughs> second founder of this program, uh, spent, I think, $4.95 on. Um, I kind of want to challenge him on that because I think that I, I think me or Bonnie might be in the running for least bearded. At least bearded male. Okay. Mm. All, right. All right. I accept that. I, I think somehow Mark- I'm like, I don't know. He has a little stubble sometimes. He- <laughs> Sometimes he'll show up with like a whisker. Yeah. Well, who who would number two be then? I mean, um, all the other co-hosts, male co-hosts, I can think of have beards. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Jay has a beard. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any bearded ladies. Steve at Classic the, the, at this time. Steve Classic has a beard. Oh, uh, the sometimes host Big Kahuna is clean shaven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. True. Oh, true. Okay, yeah. 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 Um, he hasn't been around in a while, but, yeah. uh, you know, he's, uh, he gallivants as well. Yes. Uh, you know, Mark yes. Edge gallivants, he's, you know, wherever the hell he's at, you know, I have no idea, but, uh, we, we expect to see him again as well. I'm trying the to clean think of... shaven gallivanters. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> must if, be you're, a thing. apparently if you're going to gallivant, well, you... you must be clean shaven. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's too cold up here. Yeah. You know, you need a beard or something. <laughs> well, and it's weird cause historically too, vagabonds have been the kinds of people that have had beards, you know? So. That's true. I was, uh, I was at a place having some dinner before the show. And uh, I have a generous looking goatee, of course. And then, like, I looked around. I was sitting at a bar, right? And uh, I looked around, and like fifty percent of the people there had giant beards. And really? I was like, <laughs> like Duck Dynasty style beards, yeah. right? just giant, you know, just uh, everywhere, right? You know. And there were like tall dudes and short dudes and wide dudes and skinny dudes. And I was just like, man, there is a plethora of bearded men here tonight right <laughs> and then i was just thinking i'm like all oh, right it's new hampshire and it's like nine degrees out yeah and, you know so yeah, it doesn't you know really surprise me at yeah. all uh we've been talking about this article from the ap where feds hate fun <laughs> that's not the the article that's headline. not news that's that's my well it's not news yeah old news <laughs> it's kind of a fact really yeah uh but apparently there's a uh there's a, uh, I don't even want to call it, what do you call this? A, uh, what was it? When, a like, prohibition on fun. Uh, no, no, no. What was it uh, when the when the Catholics started killing everybody? Oh, the Inquisition? It's kind of like that, but yeah. that, that was called a, mm, I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but there's a, a movement, if you will, from the federal government to squash fun <laughs> with these highway signs 
So much so that they released an updated 1,100-page manual uh, spelling out exactly how signs and other traffic control devices should not contain any fun. Uh, so The only propaganda that we want you to release is propaganda that is not funny. Which, I mean, good Lord, like, at least people, if you work work a government job, just at least recognize that the people you're you're persecuting the people you are coming down upon the people you are targeting uh are human beings like you you are also a human being please try and at least treat each other as such mm-hmm. um so at any rate uh some of the signs around the country use yablinka in massachusetts visiting in-laws slow down and get there late from ohio don't drive star-spangled hammered from <laughs> pennsylvania and hocus pocus drive with focus from new jersey Along with hands on the wheel, not your meal from Arizona. These would all be outlawed yep. under this new new manual. So uh, we could talk more about this. There's a little more to this story, but we do have some callers on hold. Let's go to, uh, I believe this is Ricky from the Commonwealth calling. Well, thank you there, brother captain. Brother Stefan, pleasure to meet you. And uh, no, Zephan, I'm sorry. That was that jack. Where the hell was that jackass from there? What was that captain, Brother Stefan? Uh, oh, he's a, he's a pure status now, Brother Ian had him on the air. He said it was disgusting. Anyways, oh. do you remember Stefan, Nikki? I don't know. Stefan or Stefan? Oh, yeah. Well, he's a real status. Like, anyway, oh, are you he, talking about Stefan Molyneux? Now he's a statist. Are you talking about Stefan Molyneux? That's the only one I can think of, but he was never know. a host. Oh, Ohio, that's right. The man was from Ohio. That figures. People from Ohio suck. I'm, I'm really just... <laughs> right None of us said Ohio, that Ricky. Was, uh... No, I know it was Ohio. Just remember where oh, the man okay. is from. All, all I can think of when you say Ohio <laughs> is the Drew Carey shows. Cleveland rocks. Ohio. Any, any well, you know, no, funny, Captain, you guys are you guys are way young it. compared to me and Ricky. Okay, anyway, go ahead, Ricky. Oh yeah, and Sister Nikki. Good evening. Good evening. Well, you know, I I'm ashamed to admit it, Captain. It took me six months, but I finally got chance to listening to your EP, and I have to admit, it's most definitely lyrically and 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 musically superior. I have to admit. Hey, I'm, thanks, that's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Thank I you for listening. That. I appreciate no, I'm that. I'm sitting here. I'm good. cranking it up in my room, and I'm really impressed, man. The music was hardcore, man. Uh, yeah, it is. I I tried not to make it thrash metal because that's what I normally try and make my music sound like. Uh, I tried to make it a little more rock, but I took some cues from uh, some 90s metal bands like Helmet and Prong and, and that kind of thing, and they they sort of lean hardcore uh, as far as metal is concerned, not necessarily hardcore, you know, hip-hop, that that's kind what, of thing. That's what really, you know what? That's what I really loved about it. Not only the music I thought had a nice balance, but I thought it had a balance with the lyrics also. Thanks, man. In that I, sense. I really appreciate it. Anybody who's listening, if you want to listen to the EP, you can just go to CaptainKickAss.com. There's a, a YouTube thing right there at the front of the page. You can just click on it. All three music videos for all three songs will play. Uh, you scroll down Hell. a little further on the page, and and then you can you know figure out how to... You know, there's a link that'll connect you to like my Bandcamp site where you can either buy the download or buy the physical or both. Uh, it's only 20 bucks for the EP, CaptainKickAss.com. Uh, well, it- I did want to ask you, Captain. Now, I was going to hit your website to buy it in the future because it's damn good enough to buy, no doubt. Yeah. And I got to tell you something, though. Is your Captain Kickass uh, website linked to the Free Talk Live servers? 
I don't know what you mean by linked. I mean, is it on their servers or is it on your own server? No, that's all hosted uh, by somebody outside of the Free Talk Live uh, family. Uh, well, that's good because, see, here's my problem. See, I run a Galaxy, an S23 Ultra, in fact, because I'm hardcore with my tech. But see, here's the problem. I've noticed that everybody from, like, the S20 series Galaxies, including the A series, cannot hit the Free Talk Live servers. But people really? on the damn iPhones can. Interesting. And I can find no information anywhere. I don't know if nobody's paying attention or what. Or nobody cares, but damn it, I care because well, I can't even access my AMP account. We did. We did recently have a uh, a website redo, and uh, we've employed some some other folks. And I'm talking about Free Talk Live now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free Talk Live has employed some some folks to do the redesign. So I will pass that on to uh, our you know, for lack of a better term, our webmaster, uh, and our let wizard. them and, and and let them know yeah, cause, that cause you're like, having a hard time. Uh, I've had- I've tried four different browsers. I've tried Chrome. I've tried uh, the, the Samsung browser, which is a redoing with Chrome. Plus, I've done Edge. That was the one that shocked me. And Opera. And I all, every one of them, I got a 408 error. Every single one of them. <laughs> I, uh... people, on the damn, people using Safari can do it. I don't think it's a browser issue. You know, I don't know what the hell it is. And Samsung's no help. Oh, we can't hit a third-party website. Well, damn it, somebody in their operation can. Yeah, yeah. I specifically, the, the uh, and I don't want to advertise for them because I may move the site from them at some point, but I specifically set out to uh, build the site myself. I'm no webmaster. I have very little HTML programming capability, uh, save for like some, some early MySpace days where everybody oh, yeah. had to learn a little bit of HTML. So I wanted something that was uh, what we call WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. Uh, where like I could view it, I could, you know, it's like, do you want to add a video here? Click, you know, here, paste the URL. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got that. Yeah. Right. And like, now you can move it around left, right, center, you know, put some background, whatever. So I specifically chose the host that I have because it was WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get, but also there was an AI involved, right? Mm. So like when you uh, go to build your site, it's like, Hey, what kind of website are you building? And there's like a drop down. It's like, uh, you know, retail site, uh, business site, uh, you know, and like I was able to choose music. And then within music was like, you know, independent artist, full band. Oh, wow. Right? So know, it gets specific. Stuff like, yeah, mm-hmm. got it. You were able to drill down and get granular with it. And so I was able to build the site that, that I wanted using images that I wanted and, and text that I wanted to include. But they also had a thing where like as you build it, you can check how it looks on not only a computer, like using a, a web browser on your laptop or desktop, but also on your tablet and also on your yeah. phone, both wow. iPhone and Android. My so, website creator that I use has that as well. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's very convenient because nowadays super. most people are viewing things from their cell phones. Right. And it was important to me to have CaptainKickass.com viewable from mobile devices, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I'm old enough to where, like, it used to be the only way you could view a website was on a computer, and and that was fine, and then all of a sudden, you know, mobile took over everything, and now it's almost more important to make sure it looks good on mobile before you make sure it looks good uh, on a web browser. So, uh, again, thank you for, you know, listening and checking that out. Well, I'm definitely going to buy it, and plus now that I know I can access your website, I'm going to definitely do that, but the funnest. Damn it, Patrick. Do you mind? 
<laughs> I'm sorry about that. I was interrupted there. Cassidy. Slap him upside the head. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's, that's a violation of the name. <laughs> yeah, see that? Hear that, Patrick? Shut the hell up. <laughs> anyway, got to show a little humor. Speaking of humor, by the way, the federal government. Now, i got to disagree with you, Captain, about the federal government not having humor. Anybody that has paid attention to the news for the past seven years, there's a hell of a lot of humor there. Because if you take it dead serious, you just can't handle it. But I will tell you this. Ricky from the Commonwealth has a hell of a sense of humor. See, come 2025, I'm going to run for office. And, you know, I do, I'm going to do other things, mind you. I can't do it overnight. But here's what my sense of humor is. See, I know the federal government doesn't like me, and the state hates me. So I'm going to use that seat of power because the legislature is very powerful here, okay. as I mentioned recently. And uh, I'm going to use it to blow the Fed away, and it spits the state with it. That's how I laugh, you know, Captain? Uh, Sure. Well, what's your proof and that you know, the federal like government the, I, you know, is you know, funny? You know, it's funny. You called me Crazy Ricky the one night. And I can imagine, because only a crazy man would pick a fight with the state. Uh, they already don't like me. <laughs> I've I've come around to think, like, I've just been observing people just in my normal, regular life. Like, if I go grocery shopping, or I'm at the gas station, or, you know, I'm, I'm getting some food to go somewhere, or whatever. You know, I'm at the Home Depot getting some lumber to finish my remodel, whatever. Um, I've just come to the conclusion that there are no sane people. <laughs> well, most likely, and let's face it, I can't think of a better way to go into battle and pick a fight with the damn Fed and the state with it than wear a battle flag. It's called capture the flag, Captain. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to be captured, and also I don't really like flags. Well, see, I'm the one wearing the battle flag for everybody down here. They don't, you know, I don't expect everybody to be Ricky from the Commonwealth because it takes a lot to be that. <laughs> why? Why do I have this picture of? I don't even know what you look like, Ricky. But like, I have this picture <laughs> of like you, you know, a man in his what are you mid fifties or something? You know, I'm fifty on the button. Okay, all right, man, man in his fifties, yeah. right? But like, you're you've kind of got like a Superman pose, right? Maybe a Captain Morgan, <laughs> like one leg up, but like the two hands on your hips. But you've got a flowing battle cape on behind you. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. The top. It looks exactly like a cape. I'm hardcore, no doubt. But I will tell you this. That's the one thing I wanted to say to you, Captain, because there will be Commonwealth stuff all over the place in 2025. Because, see, I'm not happy enough with that district. Oh, no. I won 60% of the Commonwealth before the primaries. I call it the Commonwealth Tour. That's why I'm going to come to New Hampshire just to visit. But definitely, I'm going to have a special show as far as one of my rallies on July 23rd, if you want to pick that day. But I would love for you to come down and broadcast because I plan on raising hell at my rallies. Well, if you're going to be in New Hampshire, let us know in advance and uh, we'll do our best to not only get you on the show, but make sure that you're covered. Ricky, thank you so much for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, 603-283-6160. Let's go right away to, uh, I believe this is David Ridley calling. Yeah, I had some uh, I had some thoughts regarding the uh, the New Hampshire independence hearing. All right. Uh, so, just so our listeners, this is David Ridley of the Ridley Report. Ridley Report. Wait, wait. What's your what's your singing slogan song? Uh, RidleyReport.com. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so uh, there was, you know, I, I uh, you know, from listening to the testimony. 
there were some things that, that went right and went wrong uh, in the way the testimony was delivered. And one thing that was, I was kind of surprised by how well it went was how many people talked about their own experiences instead of just talking about policy. Does that make sense? Yes. And I don't, you know, I think, you know, that that's what the, the reps want, but I don't remember the reps actually kind of saying that to the, you know, people, they just kind of did it. Uh, and, uh, the other thing that people seem to get right is that, so Daniel Miller from Texit is always saying you do not want to make you don't you don't want to throw out and throw an entire platform in front of people or a bunch of complex things just make it about independence and just let it be about independence right don't don't make it about your personal ideology yeah and, I, I I agree with that wholeheartedly there's especially in New Hampshire with the, the libertarians slash voluntarists slash anarchists, whatever title people are giving themselves, when, when they all get together and meet up, like, it's not very difficult for us to sort of, like, hang out and, you know, maybe talk about the minutiae of the differences or whatever, but, like, yeah, let's let's all focus on liberty yeah. and, and not, like, you know, hate each other because of our slight differences and how we want to go about obtaining it. Yeah. And what, what, what Miller says is that, like, for instance, he's studied a lot of other independence movements and the Scottish National Party, when they managed to get independence on the ballot in Scotland in, 19, or in 2014, they almost won. And the reason they didn't was because there was too much Scottish National Party platform stuck into the independence process. Hmm. They just did, they didn't just make it about independence. Right. 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 Yeah, if we could so all that, in New Hampshire focus on just independence, you know, can we just yeah. become independent from well the rest of everything really for that like like then then we we can all figure out the minutia of our own little lives and you know little you know societies and little communities within that independence, but like let's get the independence first. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and people always say, well, what about X? Well, I don't know. That will be decided by the. By, the, by New Hampshire, you know, uh, it, you don't have to figure it all out in advance. Yeah, and there's so many things that you really can't figure out in advance. It's impossible, and it's just the most important thing is this is step one, yeah. and then go from there. Yeah, you had mentioned uh, Zeph and Stefan Molyneux, and one of his lines was, uh, uh, you know, like, we didn't know when when slavery was abolished. We're like, well well, who will pick the cotton, right? We didn't know that it would be giant machines powered by yeah. crushed dinosaur juice, right? right? I'm referring to oil. Like, we yeah. didn't know the answer to that. We only found the answer after the slavery was abolished. We knew that slavery was wrong, and so it was abolished, and then it made room for innovation, for people to come forward and go, hey, I think we can devise a machine that'll do this thing. It's right? almost like when you put the universe back into a moral and just order, you get prosperity. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's profound, dude. That's totally profound. Ridley? The freedom to mismanage our own affairs. It's worth fighting for. I couldn't agree more. What else you got? That is all. Mr. Ridley, how do people find you? RidleyReport.com. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call, brother. Keep up the great work, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Um, Dave Ridley, by the way, does some some great work. I 
I, I've talked to so many people who have moved, who've been like, yeah, dude, like Ridley was one of my main influences. He was like, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Matt always says that he discovered New Hampshire and the Free State Project because of Dave Ridley's YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I saw some of them, too, like in addition to um, like one of my favorite ones was uh, Ian's Couch. Is what the the videos were called. <laughs> it wasn't actually even Ian's couch. It was somebody had left the couch, and it just happened to be on on the side road of Ian's property. And there was this whole like big to do uh, from the government about like oh, who yes. should hold yeah. the couch away and who's responsible and who's getting a ticket for leaving the couch oh, outside geez. on the road and you know all of this kind of thing. And there's like it is an amazingly exposing video like if you think the state is good and is out to help people watch ian's couch <laughs> and you will you will your opinion will be changed i assure you uh but in addition to like stuff like that and and david lee's videos and um uh what was the uh, the story of your enslavement uh stefan molyneux's best video oh, yeah like just the best video to see the farm is to leave the farm <laughs> Right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, farmers, cattle farmers, uh, used to keep the cows, uh, the milking cows, in the barn full time. Right. They're just like, well, once they're in the barn in their little stalls, we'll attach the the equipment to milk them, and we'll just let them stand there. What do we care? Right. As long as they're giving milk. Huh? And they found out that they stopped giving milk after some period of time. And they couldn't figure out why. Why did they stop giving the milk? They're they're being well fed. They're they're undercover. They're heated. They're you know all these things. They're they're being fed. They're being cared for medically. Like we can't understand why they're not giving milk anymore. And it wasn't until somebody went, "Hey, have you let them outside recently?" <laughs> you know, uh, they went, "Well, well, no. Why should we?" And they're like, "Well, maybe that's the problem." Like that was the problem. The problem was that the cows would not give milk while they're kept captive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and so the farmers decided that, like, oh, we should have like a large field where these cows can graze and give them the illusion of freedom, so that they can give us the milk. And sure enough, once they did this and they allowed the cows to graze for some period of time every day, uh, and then they would line them back up in the stalls and the barn, reattach the equipment. That yes, indeed, they were they were once again forthcoming with the milk. And you know what's uh, crazy is they're trying to innovate around this. Um, there's been some talk about uh, putting like VR headsets I've heard on of cows, this, yes, where so like crazy. it looks like they're outside. And I mean, I think that it's you are clearly making a parallel with humans, so I'm gonna just uh, continue <laughs> uh, on on that route and and assert that I think that that's the next step. I think that they're going to try to make it so that. The virtual world, like, is the way to go and, like, eating the bugs and all of that. They're and, already like, trying. And I, I love cryptocurrency and I love the innovation that it brings, but I think that that is going to be something that we'll have to be weary of is, like, while we're going to the moon, like, trying to keep our feet planted firmly on the ground, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, I look at governments as farmers and I look at uh, what most people call citizens as cattle. Now, if you just put all the humans you know, into boxes and, and demand their labor whenever you, you need it, the humans aren't going to be very forthcoming with providing the labor, and, and if they do, they're going to be doing it very reluctantly. But if you give them the illusion of freedom, that is to say, like, oh, let them elect their warden every four years, for example, uh, then uh, they are a lot more forthcoming 
with their milk, a.k.a. tax money. So Sounds about right. 603-283-6160. More of your calls to come, plus uh, a whole bunch of stuff, including what is the AI Fraud Act? It's Free Talk Live. Insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. I gotta give Dave Ridley a run for his money with his little, his little, you know, jingle for RidleyReport.com. I mean, he has a catchy jingle. You have like tons and tons and tons of good songs and music. So, <laughs> uh, I finally, uh, what is it, twenty twenty four? So, in um, well, it's been longer than a decade. So, somewhere between ten and fifteen years ago. I uploaded a bunch of my former band's uh, stuff to uh, what we call a distribution network. Uh, if you're an independent artist these days, you're probably using something like DistroKid or something like that to do mm-hmm. all this for you, uh, which I used, by the way, recently for my EP. But my previous bands, uh, one of them is called Pure Hatred. The other one is called Uncle Angst. Uh, and uh, it took me roughly 11 years to get any of those to show up <laughs> on like Pandora or Spotify or stuff like that. Wow. Um, I, I got like the very first of of those to show up kind of on like my own personal Pandora station. I'm like, well, that's mm. better than nothing. Right. And then I did my, my Captain Kickass EP, which showed up immediately, <laughs> weirdly. Right, because like I did it last year, yeah, right, twenty twenty three. I didn't, I didn't do it in you know twenty thirteen or right. twenty ten or you know even before that. Um, and so I think that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is, is like my early stuff doesn't show up as readily because it was done sort of first, you know, when the tech was newer and it wasn't quite ironed out how to do everything. And uh, I discovered what uh, at least Pandora did was they had created two different pages for some of my music, even though it was the same exact band name. And you could tell by like the website and the owner of the content and all that, that it was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they're they call them curators, whatever <laughs> that means. Their algorithm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, decided to put them both or separate them and do two. Se- so that is what I surmise was preventing it from being from getting any. We'll call it airplay on the Pandora. Uh, network. So anyway, I figured out how to game the system enough that it finally started playing just like this year, like since January, right? What are we like 20 days into it? Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh my God, uh, you know, somewhere between 11 and 16 years on, uh, my, my music is finally showing up for me personally on my own station. I don't know if it's showing up for anybody else anywhere or not. And, uh, at this point, like, do I really care? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the good news is the captain kick ass stuff. Uh, is showing up 
Uh, and if it's not, just go visit CaptainKickass.com. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here, if you'd like to join us. Oh, we had a caller. Where did they go? Huh, huh, whatever. Maybe they'll call back. Uh, is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Nikki. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by ForkFest. With an F. Oh, That's yeah. right. Happening June 13th through the 16th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. ForkFest is decentralized, so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. That's ForkFest.Party. I think this summer is going to be a very crazy pork and fork fest. Fork and pork. Yep. Um, it's funny because like fork fest for a minute was after pork fest. At first it started before and I started and calling pork. it fork and pork and then it moved to after and then it was pork and fork and now it moved to the beginning again. Now it's back to fork and pork. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, I mean, I, I think that uh, given the fact that it's the Bitcoin happening and crazy things happen to bitcoin what are the odds that the happening happens on april 20th oh well hopefully every memer is working diligently to make sure that that happens (laughs) like like i'm hoping that like some of these larger like mining people you know what i mean and that kind of like just sort of like look at how close are we getting and like oh can oh, we well no they definitely can we shut off a couple of machines it. to make it you know i don't know well I, uh i don't know if you guys remember the last uh bitcoin happening but monero was basically a 420 stable coin yes, <laughs> yes. and that wasn't by accident i do remember the last halvening 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 hal i pronounce the l <laughs> halve did you cut it in half <laughs> it's like elf with an h in front of it right um, I do remember the last halvening, and uh, this one appears to be positioned to be uh, more dramatic, more exciting. Well, I mean, yeah, with the approval of the spot ETFs, and I mean, I don't think people realize how scarce Bitcoin is. Yeah. Um, basically, right now, the amount of Bitcoin that exists and the amount of millionaires there are, um, Basically, if every millionaire right now wanted the amount of available Bitcoin that there is and they equally distributed it, each one of those millionaires would get 0.02 Bitcoin. Wow. Yep. Point zero, so two-tenths? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, like, there are people out there that, you know, are, are what they call multi-coiners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're holding on to several or Satoshi 10, billionaires. 20, 30, you know, yeah. 50, 100 Bitcoin, just, you know, one person or one entity. Yep. And so you're right. Like, that makes the scarcity even uh, more. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew a, a guy who had a decent amount of Bitcoin, um, and he was just, like, holding on to it, right? And people were criticizing him. They're like, come on, man, like... Yeah. Buy a nice house for your wife and your kids. Like, what are you doing? And he was just like, nope. Yeah. Never. No, no don't Not- feed the whales. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was <laughs> just like, no, no. I'm, I'm totally guilty of this. Yeah. I bought several Bitcoin uh, way back when it was, you know, 100, 150 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever. Um, I found myself unemployed, you know, a, a year or so later, maybe two years. I'm, I'm not, but like Bitcoin had gone to, 
like seven fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Seven hundred and fifty. It's forty five yeah. thousand. They're they're about right yeah. around now. Forty two, I think something recently. But like between you know forty five thousand dollars, we'll just call for a nice round number uh, today. But like um, like I only put in enough to get you know several Bitcoin at the time, and so it went up to like seven fifty, and that just happened to be how much I was paying for rent at the mm-hmm. time, and I was unemployed, and I'm like, well. Is I'm gonna have to cash in some of this Bitcoin, oh, and, no. and so I did, and I paid my rent with Bitcoin for several months, mm. you know. And I look back at it now, and I'm like, man, uh, I should have just got a job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> luckily we're still but early. Like, but no, but like, like I I've gotten over it, right? Yeah. Like at first, like you know, when the first time, you know, when Bitcoin went to like ten grand, I'm like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. You yeah. Know? But then I got over it because I thought about how much did I put in? I only put in a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I got to pay my rent for several months. And exactly. It's like, yeah. I and totally it's, got way more yeah. out of it than I ever put into it. It's yeah. important to have that kind of perspective in these situations because totally. I know a lot of people who lost a hard drive or forgot their password mm. or whatever it is. And they're like doing the math. Like I, I remember um, I had a friend who, you know, he knew he lost a substantial amount of Bitcoin, right? And then one day it was just like, we're all sitting around and he's like, I'm going to do the math to see how much Bitcoin I lost because that's totally going to help. So we like did out the math and it was so much more than he originally thought. (laughs) And then it's like, now you're just hurting, bro. Like, that's you're not going to get that back. There's no way. I mean, maybe you might. Who knows? It'd be better time spent to try to guess the seed phrase than to like yeah, calculate right. or just yeah. buy more. I don't know. Oh, like, well, that too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like anything. I'm like anything would be better. You're just hurting yourself. Yeah. Like well, th- there's people no that need. I there's people that I know right now that are just like, oh, it's too high. Like I, the fact <laughs> that I didn't buy more sooner, like I'm just priced out. But like. No, before the spot ETFs were approved, I was thinking like, okay, maybe Bitcoin will hit like a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand this year. But no, with with that approval, like I I I totally think that like a five hundred thousand dollar or a million dollar price point is not totally out of the question. There's wow. only one way to find out. Yep. And that's the thing, and I don't wow. me personally, I don't believe in being like priced out of it, right? Because it's not like you have to buy a whole entire Bitcoin, right? right? Of course not. You can buy very small fractions. You buy you five can, bucks worth. Five bucks yeah, worth. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll start talking in Satoshis soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I you know, I'm definitely not one to give any sort of financial advice, especially not on the radio, but something I, you know, occasionally say to people is don't invest more than you can lose, right? right? Yep. So, like, don't put your whole savings into it, and now it's like, oh, can't right. pay my mortgage this month because I thought it was going to skyrocket um, or something like yeah. that, you know? Like any sort of investing, be responsible with it, but don't feel like it's too late for you. I mean, like, this is still new yeah. tech. I mean, well, they're... I know someone who identifies as a, um, an, an abolisher. What's the term I'm looking for there? Abolitionist. Uh, abolitionist, yeah. yes. So they, they think the state is evil and want the state to go away, yeah. so whatever you want to call it. So what they've done is uh, they still you know file their taxes and get their you know income tax refund. Yeah. And what they do is every year they just take that and buy Bitcoin with it Yeah. and sit on it. Yeah. That's all they do. It's a good retirement strategy. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because, like, if you're not counting on that as part of your yeah. income, right? If you budget without, like, whenever I budgeted, uh, I would always not count, like, the income tax return uh, in my budget. And so, you know, if that's your, you know, sort of course, if that's how you do your budget on an annual basis, that's like free money to you. Also, too, like, um, I know people who will do, 
uh, they get paid every two weeks, right? And so, like, there's a couple of months in the year that they get that extra paycheck. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah. And they won't take all. They'll take, like, you know, a quarter of it or something and yeah. chuck it at some cryptocurrency. Yeah. Right? You know, so it's not the whole thing, and they'll do something nice with it, you know, take the family out or go on a vacation, whatever it is, yeah. depending on how much it is. They'll they'll use it for other purposes, but they'll take a portion of it. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, this is called, it's sort dollar of- Dollar cost averaging. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of just like dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging, I think, necessitates you do it on a regular basis. Yeah. But what's a regular basis? Once a year? Right. You know, a I think that's regular. You know, um, for me, if I were dollar cost averaging, if I'm working a corporate Joe job- I'm going to take some quantity out of my paycheck every time I get a paycheck, 20 mm-hmm. bucks or something like that. You know, nothing that's going to kill me or prevent me from, you know, paying a bill or, right. you know, kill my grocery. But, but like, yeah. you know, something like 20 bucks and I'm just going to every check. Yeah. Boom. I'm throwing that at, at some Bitcoin, some cryptocurrency of some kind and then sitting back and watching. Yeah. I'm going to have to just push back against uh, both of you here because you're kind of giving a similar message of like, oh, let me just get enough so that it's it's like not going to break the bank. And I like agree with that in principle. But like also, um, I think that there is a very substantial risk keeping your money in U.S. dollars. Absolutely. But I, I pay my mortgage in U.S. dollars. No, I, totally. <laughs> I, 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 I completely but no, I, agree. I, and yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. It is a risk to keep money in the bank in yeah. USD yeah. because we know it's 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 almost like the risk is the wrong word, right? Because we know what's happening right. to USD, right? No, like, it's a one hundred percent guarantee that you will exactly. lose your money. Yeah, absolutely. At least like a substantial amount of the value, right? So yes. it's like yeah. if I'm just sitting on a nest egg of a ton of USD, I know for a fact that that is rapidly losing value i mean and i'll but go if- i'll go even farther than that even like um because everybody says oh invest your money into the stock market right yeah but like if Who you actually that? Well, <laughs> I, was about to say, well, well, like, I don't all, say that all financial but- investors or whatever yes. and again this oh, isn't, fi- this guy, isn't financial yeah. advice what i'm about to say it's just factual what um they they did a study where it's like they followed the s&p 500 over a, a period shows. of of like five years and then they followed uh somebody that had a portfolio where it was 98 percent u.s dollars and two percent bitcoin and the two percent bitcoin wildly outperformed somebody that put 100 percent of their money into the s&p 500 wow so oh my you God. don't even have to put in that much money to destroy like yeah. basically what you do when you invest in the s&p 500 is you keep your head above water wealth wise that's yeah. it that's all you are doing yeah with bitcoin you're actually it's an actual investment in yeah. my opinion it's yeah. an actual um preservation of your life force that's that's what investing is is it's preserving it's the, preserving the, the value, did. right? It's preserving the value of the labor, right? At the time you did it, exactly. Yeah, because we know that the value of the dollar continues to go down and will only continue Absolutely. to go down over the course of time. Inflation is here to stay. Yep, it's only going to increase. It's only going to continue. Uh, and the same can be said for not just cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and and, and the like, but gold, silver. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, these are safe places. If you earn. You know, enough money to buy a couple silver rounds, you know, with with a paycheck once a month or twice a month, whatever it is. Like, I, I, I'm not giving financial advice, but that's not a bad move in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, but like, for me, uh, the real value is in the cryptocurrency because of the potential for the spike. Well, and for me, it's like, basically the way that I determine my dollar cost averaging, and maybe this isn't smart, but... Like if I'm feeling optimistic, yeah. that's cryptocurrency time. Yeah. If I'm feeling pessimistic, that's 
precious metals time yeah. because if we oh, okay yeah if, I we, get what you're if we even get to the point to where we're doing a little bit of space travel precious metals are done right there's asteroids with quadrillions of dollars of gold and silver on them right like mm-hmm. and at that point we'll be doing intergalactic bitcoin transactions I didn't even so. think about that that actually is a great point yeah. i've never thought about so, what like that sort of development I could was, do yeah well and so bitcoin will thrive in that environment because yeah. we'll be able to send transactions like oh, absolutely in yeah. v- seamlessly right but like oh yeah, wait here let me send this done. to my friend on mars yep okay he's yeah. got it yep <laughs> <laughs> oh look i just got a hundred bucks from mars yeah i mean <laughs> like let's steel man the argument no pun intended but like steel man. yeah oh. <laughs> steel manning the argument here like precious metals continue to retain their perfect value and they even gain value you're not going to want to like send a spacecraft over to mars you know just to do your delivery of uh, yeah. of yeah. your of your gold or silver if anything what you'll do is you'll have a blockchain if you're really like this much of a gold bug you'll have a blockchain that's tied to the value of gold and then you'll send it to them that way right but you're still using the blockchain yeah, right. yeah. at that point you might as well just use crypto right right yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, you are using crypto. Technically, yeah. 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 Um, so back to your point about uh, about the pushback, right? Yeah. Um, you're correct. Um, my opinion of, you know, hey, maybe do some dollar cost averaging is really pointed at people who have never done anything with crypto. Right. Right. If you're just getting started, you're just getting into it, you don't know what's going on. Um, first of all, uh, probably find somebody younger than you to help yeah. you out who does understand all this stuff. Uh, you know, a cousin, a, a nephew, a niece, something, you know, somebody who's you know more tech savvy than you are uh, to help you with your first crypto wallet and downloading and installing that on your phone. It's not that hard. Like if you run any app on your phone already, it's just like that. Yeah. Right. It's it's really not that difficult to, to conceive of. Um, and so if you can run really some apps on your phone, you can have a cryptocurrency wallet that's non-custodial. Yeah. Um, so, but to your point about, uh, the rest of it, like as much as I can, Yeah. I'm already checked out of the dollar. Yeah. Like I mildly sort of, I wasn't checked out of the dollar at all when I moved here in 2019, mm-hmm. right? I was mainly still using USD. I had some cryptocurrency, you know, that was like sort of my nest egg, my my savings, if you will, or Mm -hmm. my hope fund. Oh, God, I hope cryptocurrency goes up from here because, you know, I'm sitting on a small quantity now, but maybe it'll become a big quantity later uh, kind of a thing. Um, And so since I got here and I was able to uh, sort of, I don't know, embed myself in a community where cryptocurrency is being actively used. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. And then I went on to like do experiments. Like here in Keene, there's there's less now than there was when I first moved here, but that's COVID kicked in and Mm -hmm. a couple of places have closed and, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of thing happened. But like there was, I don't know, 10 places or something in little Keene, New Hampshire that would accept cryptocurrency. And so I decided to see if I could go for a week just living off crypto. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was able to do so. I had to be very creative in doing it. Uh, for example, I had some booze, but I ran out of mixer in my house, mm. right? And so I went down to, uh, I think it's Local Burger is what it's called here. Mm. They don't take the crypto anymore, but they used to for, mm. for a good long period of time. And uh, instead of ordering a burger or anything, I was like, hey, can I get like four juices? And they just had the bottled, you know, juices mm. in, a, in a cooler or whatever. Mm. They're like, is that all you want? I'm like, yeah, that's it. 
And they're like, yeah, okay, here. And I'm like, oh, can I pay in crypto? They're like, sure. And like, bing, 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 it was done. Yeah. And I went home and I mixed myself a nice cocktail, you yeah. know, a little vodka and orange juice with some cranberry in it. And now we even you know? have uh, convenience stores yeah. that take well, crypto. Yeah, and are also selling uh, Captain Kickass branded rolling papers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ever in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, visit the uh, Mighty Moose Mart. That's quite the flex, Captain. Either either location. <laughs> either location. Uh, they, they are on sale. They're the same price as all the other rolling papers, and they're 100% hemp. Uh, so... Yeah, but go. I mean, I'd say your point is uh, well taken. I'd say that I'm not talking to the beginner crypto person like, oh, I've never right. done this before. Who I'm talking to are the people that are like sitting on the sidelines and are like, oh, Bitcoin is like it's gone up the highest that it's going to like. No, what I'd say is like right now is probably the last time we're going to be able to buy cheap Bitcoin as a libertarian community. And I'm just trying to get that out there to people so that they know and so that, you know, they're not like, they don't grab me. Not by, like really yeah. kicking themselves, they you don't know, in grab, a few months. They don't grab me by their my colors and are like, you knew so much about cryptocurrency. Why didn't you tell me? Like, I, I've i made it yeah. clear to everybody that I care about that this should be their MO for this year. So. Now, at least you can say, I warned you. Yep. <laughs> you can't can, blame me. I can sleep with a good conscience when everybody yeah. is, you know, well, telling me that. Like, I didn't tell them. Like working in tech, I have turned people on to the Bitcoin and mm-hmm. like, you know, all of the stuff we've said here tonight. Hey, look, do you, you ain't got to risk much, right? You know, but like you want to have some fun, throw a couple bucks at this thing, watch it, see where it goes, yep. you know, do some transactions with some people, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so I can count on one hand the number of people who are still holding, mm. right? Uh, on the other hand, uh, the people who did get into it got out within a year. Like, they got in, maybe they lost money, and they're like, oh, this isn't worth it. I'm pulling my money out. Well, I still can. And then, like, a year later, they're like, why did I pull my money out? <laughs> and I'm like, I, it, dude, you chose to do that. You yeah. didn't You didn't come to me and be like, Captain, should I pull my money out? I'm losing money. I'm, I'm down, like, you know, 13 20% or whatever. I'd have been like, dude, just wait. That's the thing, too. I couldn't imagine, like, losing money and then being like, now's the time for me to pull out. That makes no sense. Well, Pull out when you're, you're like ahead, you know what I right. mean? Like, Well, but that's how market crashes work. It makes no it's sense. The it's the fear and the panic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Human, it's basic yeah. human psychology, you know? Like, for me, whenever it dips, I'm like, ooh, yay, cheap. Yeah, right. it's but on sale. Yeah, but that's you're because... You're like, mm, how much USD do I have? Can I afford to buy some more right now? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do I really like this comic book collection? I don't know. <laughs> what can I pawn? Yeah. Mm, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've... I've I still use pawn shops on occasion because I'm a musician, and that's sort of like the musician thing, right? Yeah, totally, you, totally. When, when you're young and you're like, damn it, I've got to come up with like 50 bucks to make my rent. You're like, dang, all I have is like $20,000 worth of like all of this like <laughs> which of my Which of my seven guitars will I take yeah. to the pawn shop this week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing, too, like how musicians can accumulate uh, expensive gear. And yet be poor. Yep. Priorities. That's what it is. Well, it's like, uh, there's like that one meme where all the guys are putting their swords into the middle and it's like car guys, gun guys, musicians, (laughs) like spending inordinate amounts of money on things that, you know, you're passionate about or whatever. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. More of your calls, of course, coming up. And also a Bitcoin sermon. Mm -hmm. It's Free Talk Live. Don't go anywhere. 
On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160 if you would like to join us. Uh, we have some calls on hold. We'll get to those in just a minute. But in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Nikki. We've been talking a little bit about... Uh, well, cryptocurrency is really Bitcoin and, yeah. and, and the like and sort of the do's and don'ts and the a little bit of the history, a little bit of the future, a little mm-hmm. bit of the now, you know, and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about that. I know uh, Zephan has something specific that he brought today for yes, the indeed. show that, that we'll get into. But before we do that, uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, this is Mark calling from New Hampshire. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, nice to be back after five years. And I'm back following a Libertarian Party of New Hampshire convention where the best speaker of the night was Aaron Day, and he totally echoes your concern about fiat money. Um, Across the board, he talks about how examples of failure, 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 Mm -hmm. and that the dollar is on the way to failure. Uh, Actually, the way he puts it is it is failed because it was only worth 3% of what it was 100 years ago. Yeah, Aaron Day is exactly. awesome. Yeah, I've met him in I person uh, just a couple of times. Uh, I follow him on on the Twitter, of course. Uh, uh, I met him and his wife. They actually came in support of Ian Freeman uh, at his uh, federal part of his trial and then also at his sentencing hearing. Uh, they came because he is way, like you said, way, way into uh, the cryptocurrency. He He actually explains it far better than I can. Uh, sometimes people will be like, Captain, you did a great job of explaining that in layman's terms. And I'm like, well, thank you. But like, no, Aaron Day uh, does a far superior job of explaining that stuff uh, than I do, at least in my opinion. Yep. Well, it's a good group. Uh, I am a liberty-minded, um, and yes, member of the party, but I am still a Democrat. And I'm running to try to get, running for office to try to get more free staters, to run as Democrat. Yes. Where you'll, and in primary, thank God, thank lose, you. But make your points when maybe the next time round, or even as a quote sore loser as an independent. 
after losing in the Democrats, but hopefully convincing a lot of people. Because I'm, I'm of the belief that there's enough traditional Democrats, not the wokesters, not the far left, but the ones, I'll call them Carter Democrats, Walter Mondale Democrats, they're not crazy. They're still normal. They just don't have candidates to vote for other than mm-hmm. yeah. a far lefty or Trump. Yep. You're right. And, they are a little so bit more moderate than Trump. the wokester mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yes. So they're scared by the media of Trump. And then they go into the arms of the Biden types, the Pelosi types. And I do think they're normal enough and we need Democrats. We who want liberty, we've mm-hmm. got to have some of them to get passage of laws. Well, and the thing is that uh, what free staters have done a really good job at is being successful within the Republican Party. We have not been putting that energy or effort in the, to the Democratic Party. Well, I also, and this is a purple state, so we do need to put energy into both. So I'm a huge proponent of what you're doing, and thank you for doing the Lord's work. I also think that um, the Democrat Party might be locked down a little bit more. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I think... I think a, a lot of the libertarian types that are running have more in common, more common ground with the right than the left, right? Um, but I think if we get some fresh faces into the mix that aren't like known conservative types or aren't as loud about their really strong held like 2A beliefs, things that Democrats right. might not agree with, if we have some like newer, newer people that aren't as, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, they're not as well known for like their really strong liberty stances. Right. And I'm not saying you should like sneak or weasel your way into the the Democrat Party, but we absolutely do have tons of common ground with those folks as well. Yeah, and- I'll, I'll come right out and say it um, because for a long time the liberty uh, the Libertarian Party was focused on establishing the Libertarian Party as a party choice, yep. yeah, as as something that liberty you could run as a Libertarian and do a libertarian this and a libertarian that and a libertarian the other thing but like didn't work wasn't effective no the the effective libertarians have run as either a republican or democrat uh i think that you can make a case for libertarians on either side of that like uh, when aria ran for sheriff right yeah. she ran on the anti-violence anti-war you know kind of stuff right you know which appeals to the democrats right mm-hmm. generally speaking uh instead of running on the like hey sound money and you know that kind of stuff which generally I think she appeals- still ran as a republican though right no, I don't think no, so. No, Aria ran she as a ran Republican. As, because I remember, yeah. I remember part of the funny thing was that all of these conservatives yeah. were so upset that this, you know, this trans... Pink-haired, oh, no. trans, I know what it Satanist was, It was that, that, that she got a a bunch of Democrat votes Yeah, oh, I'm sure, uh, yeah. when she ran yeah. because of her campaign and her stance because on... Because those people yeah. were actually following her campaign where a lot of people blindly vote D or R. Right. Well, so all of the people who blindly voted R so voted I, like, for someone that they're completely against mm-hmm. and they thought that she bamboozled them. No, she was very out in the open with her well, beliefs. You just... Those people just didn't bother to research the candidate they're voting for. Right, yeah. And Here's worst, worst case scenario, like if you're a Democrat and you're a free or you're a free stater and you're running as a Democrat, the worst case scenario is that they will run a targeted 
ad campaign against you. And I've seen this. They yeah. send out mailers for people that are running for state rep, which is one of 400. Yeah. So you can, just by writing your name down on a piece of paper and giving a $10 filing fee, you can empty the coffers of authoritarians. Yeah. And that's easily. like free advertising. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you trying to help my campaign? Exactly. Mark? Well, here's why um, I think liberty-minded people are now closer to convincing Democrats. As the federal government does more spying on us, takes us to war, tries t- ties government to big corporations, has predatory actions against black people. These are so repulsive to traditional Democrats. And here's liberty people that have been saying these things all along. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so I you're think right. got a chance. Yeah. Anyway, I'm on the ballot for those of you with friends who are independent. Mm-hmm. And could pull the lever either way. Please consider StuartForLiberty.com, S-T-E-W-A-R-T-F-O-R, Liberty.com. I'm one of the 21 Democrats on the ballot against Joe Biden. But if you don't have a strong pick on the Republican side, hold your nose, pick a Democrat ticket. When you leave the building, you can undo Democrat if you really want to. (laughs) But you will have put a vote in against Biden, which is really a vote against tyranny. It might be more important than a vote for or against DeSantis or Trump. Yeah. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. The phones are actually packed right now. So if if you're trying to get in, just, you know, keep calling. If you're already on hold, just stay on hold. We'll, We'll get around to you eventually. Uh, but 603-283-6160. Let's move on to, uh, this is Gigi calling from North Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm in South Carolina. I corrected that earlier. It yeah. didn't save. Well, I'm right. still in South Carolina. I wish I was back in Miami because it's 24 degrees here and I'm freezing my tush off. It's nine here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you have Somebody warm weather down to there. to make me hot soup. <laughs> I'd send it to you, but it'd be anyway, frozen before it got to you. Send it over one, the blockchain. It's so nice to speak to everybody. I very much appreciate what that gentleman said. And, of course, Miss Nikki, always a breath of fresh air. She's a sharp lady. I like listening to her. She Thank you, sharp. Gigi. <laughs> I appreciate now, you. my concern is, why is that miserable SOB of a sheriff from, I believe, the city is pronounced Uvalde in Texas, oh. where all those precious school children were murdered. Why is he running for sheriff again? I didn't know about that, but you think yes, that people wouldn't vote for him. The news on TV wow. as on every station, it's, it's nauseating. All the parents whose children were murdered are asking the same yeah. thing. And my other comment is this is just my personal opinion and everybody who listens knows i'm very open about my jewish heritage i am also of a sephardic heritage and i am utterly thoroughly disgusted continuously repeatedly every time i see the news or hear it on a radio station and I listen to all kinds of perspectives, conservative, middle, very, very progressive, you name it. I want to hear every perspective, read it, hear it, listen to it, watch it. That's smart. 
I am so utterly nauseated by the comments that the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, is making over and over and over as if Palestinian people, regular people, not Hamas, regular men, women, and children are of no significance, no consequence. It is nauseating and disgusting. And I am appalled and embarrassed. And I am very, very disgruntled by the lack of opposition coming from mainstream American Jewish people, not voicing opposition at the repeated and consistent murder, not just violence and vandalism, but murder. The longer I'm alive, the more uh, evident it is that that states, uh, governments, uh, do not care about the individuals. Uh, We are are cannon fodder. Yep. Stop using their money. And lay people are merely a consequence of war. That's what I remember people saying to me during Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam being bombed and bombed and bombed and sprayed with poison and toxic chemicals. People are a, what's, what's an appropriate term? Insignificant consequence. And it's embarrassing and it's disgusting. And I am utterly appalled. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it is really sad that uh, collectively as a human race, and I don't really like collectivism, but just in general, um, that humans have not evolved past this, right? Like we should all know that life is such a sacred and beautiful thing. And it is really, really sad to see it just thrown away so viciously and so violently, like innocent people that have nothing to do with this war. Truthfully, these are two governments and two militaries attacking each other, and there are just innocent people, children, yep. getting in the middle of it and, and dying. People go for their medicine, yeah. their chemotherapy, their kidney dialysis at hospitals. Children cannot go to schools. People cannot go to buy food and clean water. Yeah. There is no electricity for uh, the... Um, What's the proper term? Desalinization plants for fresh and clean water. And I guarantee you, again, it's just my personal opinion, the hostages, whether they're American or Israeli, they ain't coming back for a long time. And Netanyahu is using this as a means of diversion so he can circumvent being legally prosecuted for all the charges levied against him. Because while he's prime minister, ain't nobody going to touch him. Yeah. Gigi, thank you so much for the call and for continuing to listen and support our show. We do appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Did you guys have anything to follow? Okay. Mm, I mean, I mean, it's an important message, right? And it I really mean, is. And, yeah. and it's that it's not just talking about the war, right? It's talking about how, like, we need peace. You know, it, it's it's from the perspective of peace, and that's what I try to get across to people: is that like, I'm not on either side. I'm not on Palestine's side, and I'm not on Israel's side. I'm on the side of the innocent people who 
are being tortured and murdered yeah. as a result of this. I mean, yeah. I just by saw, governments, by, by governments, yeah. yes. And like this is which is happening on both sides the state, of the border. Right? Yeah, like yeah, the the government is the true enemy here. They are just throwing away these precious lives, and yeah. it's disgusting and terrible and horrible and so so sad well and i wanted to address her point too about the uh, complacency like how she's like oh people are like not doing anything about it it's like on the one hand i think that we can all empathize with that oh why don't people understand what we're talking about why don't they evolve why don't they yeah. be pro-peace but if you look at what the fiat system has done it has made us sick mm. for some reason the people in this room are healthy but Everybody else is dying slowly of a sickness, morally, spiritually, like actually in terms of their actual health. There's this book I'm reading called uh, Fiat Food that kind of goes mm. into how uh, the fiat system is messing up our, our food system. I could send you the link to yeah, it. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like it's just and in every single layer of our lives. So if you're trying to survive, you know, financially, morally, physically – like, what energy do you have to extend to, you know, other people? And even if you do have that energy, like maybe we do, I'd say that there are times where I, like, look at the situation and I even feel like yeah. it's not a super hopeful thing. Like, how am I going to stop a war happening halfway uh, right. across the world? Yeah. Like, But luckily, we have this technology that helps that. It's called Bitcoin. It's called cryptocurrency. Um, but... For the longest time, that wasn't the case, and people don't know about it, and it's going to take some time, but we're going to win. Well, coming coming back to your uh, fiat food thing, um, I only recently, in the last um, you know eight years or something, uh, have been looking at uh, food, mm -hmm. right? Like just f almost for like the first time. Like I grew up, I just ate whatever. Right? I ate, yeah, I ate fast food. I ate whatever anybody like else cooked. Like most people, I, I would yeah. assume. You know, I'd grill my favorite stuff and you know eat that, and you know I, I would do some cooking, but like I never really paid much attention to like what exactly are the ingredients and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it, like basically if it tasted good, I would eat it. So. Uh, I, you know, within the last eight years or so, I started, you know, trying to be a little bit healthier, trying to drop some fat, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of a thing. And, um, one of the first people that, uh, sort of got me into, uh, you know, sort of keto or, or that type of thing, keto and carnivore and that mm -hmm. kind of thing is a, a blogger called Tim Ferriss. Uh, he's also an author, uh, but he put together something called, uh, I'm trying to remember what it is. Uh, it's like the the four hour diet or something like that. Mm. Uh, at any rate, it was a his version of the keto diet, except you could have like legumes, mm. right? Mm. You could have like beans and you know that kind of stuff. Um, but he based his research on not necessarily what the the official medical practitioners uh, have told you, but he based his on what got actual individuals results mm -hmm. right. as far as like losing fat and being more healthy and that kind right. of stuff. And so I just went with that because I like read his, read his book on it and I'm like, he gave you an outline. He's like, you know, if you really are just hurting for like, hey, what should I eat, you know, to lose some weight over the next six weeks, mm -hmm. use this as a template. Eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, eat this for dinner. You know, don't be afraid of eating the same meals over and over again. And it was all the stuff that you think it is, right? Yeah. It's like meat. Uh, lots of vegetables, mm -hmm. lots of you know spinach, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, nutrient dense stuff. Like yeah. it's okay to have like 
some cashews and, yeah. and that kind of a thing, right? Some almonds. Yeah. Well, because it seems like people are afraid of calories, right? right? And it's like, yeah, nuts are not the enemy. <laughs> right. So so just as an entry-level dude, like that sort of got me into that. Uh, one of the, the things that rings in my head to this day after having learned more over the last eight years about that and being exposed to different people and like mm-hmm. p- even people like Nikki have like, you know, been like, hey, this is bad for you. And this is, and oh, I didn't know that. Thanks, man. You know, like I've been able to like sort of add to my arsenal. But this is a truth near yeah. as I can tell. And that truth is if you go into any grocery store most of the things in the grocery store are going to make you fat. Yeah, you yep. got to uh, hit the perimeter. Yeah. Most you know of the I mean? th- like m- just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Most of the things in your local grocery store are going to make you fat. Well, and you know why that is? Like I could give you the long explanation, but really the short explanation is if you look at every time a government has been successfully overthrown, mm-hmm. it's the food getting too expensive that has been the reason why. At least one huh. of the main reasons why. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and well, you can't fat. fight and, back if and, you're starving, well, right? And and like what they do when they incentivize people to eat cheap garbage mm-hmm. is they're hiding the inflationary aspects of what they're doing yeah. because this ah. crappy food is so much cheaper to make. Yeah. yeah. And so they're masking it, and then so you'll never overthrow them, one, because like you're eating cheap food, so you don't realize how expensive everything else has gotten yeah. because you've changed your lifestyle, and two, like if you're just a fat uh, you know, person, like you're just more likely to be complacent just due to like what uh, being overweight does to you biologically. Yeah. So yeah. there's just so many, like, it's so well thought out. Like, it, people that are like, oh, these people in power, they're stupid. Look at Biden. No, do not underestimate your enemy here. These mm-hmm. people are very, very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah this is they're calculated. In, they yeah. are, they're in this position of power because they know what they're doing. Yeah. And don't forget that. I mean, I was in my 20s, uh, almost into my 30s, like... I remember times when I would just like go grab a case of top ramen and be like, well, I got groceries for the week. Yeah. Well, and like, so that's like the right, the, the typical poor college student food, right? right? Exactly. Because it's cheap. Right. But it's completely void of any nutrients, right? It is, right? yeah. There, there's no nutritional value in top ramen whatsoever. There might be some nutritional value It'll in the packet. It'll keep you alive. In the yeah. packet of seasoning. Well, right. Yeah. As that's a survival food, yeah. right? If you want to stock a couple of cases of top ramen in your basement yeah. for the, the, the zombie apocalypse or whatever, far yeah. out salad and right on. Yeah. yeah, like like do that, but like don't eat that as like your a main staple of your diet on a daily or weekly basis. That's and, it's horrible. And people will only rise up. And don't get me wrong, I don't like. I'm in favor of peace. I I think that we can like do what we want totally peacefully. Absolutely. But, but people will only rise up violently if um, top ramen goes up to an unaffordable value. Right. Because yeah. top ramen, the top is, ramen index. Yeah. It's yes. it's like it's exactly it's the floor. It's the absolute flo- like i yeah. was gonna bring up top ramen but i didn't even need to because you guys brought it up yeah. that's how much that's of a floor exactly it is. Yeah. yeah so oh man yeah, yeah it's 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 ugly it's ugly that you go into a place that is supposed to be a, a place where you get nutrition mm-hmm. and most of the stuff in there isn't well it's yeah completely yeah. void of nutrients there is mm. no nutrients and, and worse than that it is actually making people ill sick yep that is, yeah, that it, it really is, too. All of the high fructose corn syrup, uh, which is like, to me, like if you're going to start somewhere, 
Start looking at the ingredients of the food yeah. you eat and try to eliminate high fructose corn syrup. I'd say yep. I'd put seed oils above even high fructose corn syrup. That might be more difficult, though. Right. But, right. I, 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 but I think you'd have a better impact. Absolutely. And I, and I agree with you. I do believe that seed oils are way worse. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to say way worse. They're they're probably worse. I would, if, if you're going to start anywhere, yeah. yeah. Corn syrup, seed oils, vegetable oil, canola oil. Yep. I mean, they're completely toxic, and they're not doing anything I, for you. I had to buy some canola oil the other day. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, why might you ask, Captain? Like motor it, oil or something for to lubricate something? <laughs> Almost. So uh, I have a uh, I have a wood burning stove. Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, I bought one of these. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's a cast iron bowl yeah. with a little lid on it. The idea is you set it on top of your cast iron stove. You put a little water in it. And it maintains the humidity because yes. uh, a cast iron wood stove will, of course, you know, turn your room or your house into uh, a less humid place, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so to be healthy, you want to make sure you maintain a The a original humidifier. Humidity, right? Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I bought one of these. It's cast iron and uh, it's treated. It's pre-treated, right? It even says mm. so on the features and benefits. It's like, this is pre-treated with an anti-rust. But if you read all the reviews, uh, everyone who didn't do the seasoning Right. Yeah. Uh, they put some water in it, put it on their stove. Like within a week, it rusted, man. You know. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I know that you can season cast iron with olive oil, which I keep on hand all yeah, the time. But if you're not mm-hmm. eating out of it, you have yeah. to do it at a reduced temperature because yes. olive oil has a yeah. You know, all kind of, but like the manufacturer specifically calls for canola oil to do the seasoning, and I'm like. If this thing is going to work for me for the long term, I'm just going to buy the canola oil, use the canola oil. Fair so that's the, only re- that's the first time in I don't even know how long I bought canola oil instead of like olive oil. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160. Still to come, the Bitcoin sermon and more. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Free Talk Live. If you're new to the program, you've never heard of Free Talk Live, well, you can visit freetalklive.com to find out more about our fine program. We try to bring you uh, all sorts of things, but from the perspective perspective of peace, liberty, and prosperity. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Nikki. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Edith Crowley. Edith is a uh, silver level amplifier. What does is, what is amplifier mean, Nikki? Advertise, market, promote, and support. So if you want to find out more, you can visit amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It's a Patreon kind of setup where you can donate. Uh, we, we ask for five bucks. That's the silver level, which Edith is at. Uh, some people give more. We've got gold, platinum levels, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you get some little perks for donating. But why would you want to give money to the AMPS program? Well, we're currently on something like 200 radio stations. We could be on 250, 300, 350 radio stations. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. If you value liberty, peace, and prosperity, if you like the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, and uh, the topics that we bring up here on Free Talk Live, please be- become 
uh, and amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Edith Crowley. We appreciate you and your support. All right. Moving right on. Do we have anything to wrap up from the last segment? No, okay. I don't think so. Moving right along. Uh, before we get into our next topic, let's go to Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. So I am in Florida, and uh, a couple of years ago, my my friend got out of prison and uh, ended up being my roommate for a couple of years, which was a horrible experience. Oh, no. But he, he told me a story about a women's prison riot over the price of ramen. And, and basically what happened was they increased the price of top ramen in the commissary from, let's just say, 10 cents to a dollar. Oh, my wow. God. It was something ridiculous. 100% increase. And, yep. More yeah, than that, actually. So, so the women's prison, they, they rioted, and as a result, they still only pay whatever the original amount was, 10 cents, 20 cents. So, Zephyr, you, right. you? you were right. I, I got it right on the money, apparently. You yeah. need to start a website called, like, the Top Ramen Index <laughs> and just track, like, you know. The, the price yeah. of ramen the, over time. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually and, and, and kind of a good idea. And also correlate it with, like, societal impact, mm. like war, yeah. famine, death, disease, wow. like, how pr- the price of ramen relates to that. That's That'd not be a sweet. bad idea. Maybe I could get Top well, Ramen to sponsor it, free advertising. <laughs> And and the men and the men did not. Uh, basically, the men are paying a dollar, so so they're paying the the new price because they did not write it. Mm. Yeah, well, that's so that's what a happens. valuable valuable lesson. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I also just wanted to to give a shout out to Gigi. Um, I share her frustrations about Israel, and um, you know. Zionism is getting a lot of flack, and, and I will continue to say that the problem is not Zionism in of itself. The problem is statism, political. right? Yeah. No, right. I mean, I think... political Zionism. Yeah. You, you know what I am, actually, Tim? I am a everyone Zionist. I think everyone should have their own little place where they can be themselves. Nice. I think I think that communists should have their little Israel. I think that libertarians should have their little Israel. I think Jews should have their little Israel. Like everybody should just have a place where they can be themselves and let these ideas play out how they want as long as they're not hurting other people. The problem isn't that people get to have these places. The problem is that when they try to expand them and hurt other people to do so, that's that's when there's an issue. The issue is when you don't respect property rights. And actually, that's exactly what we're seeing right now with uh, Israel and Palestine, where there's a group of people who are like, hey, we live here and maybe we don't want to be a part of this nation or this nation. And uh, governments are like, "Uh, absolutely not. We're going to kill you guys. Right. Yeah. Is really what's happening. Yep. Yeah. Is really what's happening. That's funny. And uh, (laughs) I just just wanted to mention a couple of things Um, as long as we're on the topic, you know. Uh, in the beginning, there was the refusal of a hostage hostage exchange and refusal of a ceasefire on the part of the state of Israel. And uh, and then there's something ca- called um, Habsora, which is an AI system uh, that basically is deciding uh, who, who the IDF is going to bomb on a daily basis. And uh, they know the names. They know who's going to die. They know the civilian casualties uh, to the name. And then they, they just hit the button. A human hit, hits the button. And this is a regime problem. You know, this, and, and what's going to end up happening 
if if uh, Netanyahu ends up being charged with genocide, he could just be the fall guy. But there's a whole bunch of other guys, including Ben Gavir, and I, I don't have all their names in front of me right now. But uh, that's fine. This has all been a plan for years and years and years to completely take Gaza back uh, for the purpose of uh, natural gas reserves and and to drive them into the Sinai Desert, uh, which is now everyone's saying, oh, that's the solution. That's the humanitarian solution. They need to go to the Sinai Peninsula. So everything's going as planned, and it's it's a specific uh, regime philosophy. And unfortunately, there's a lot of intermeshing uh, with, with the people that are occupying us in the United States, and we need to figure out how to have a tax revolt. Yeah, Bottom line. I, I, I agree. There, there needs to be something that, that everybody can, you know, get behind uh, to stand up for everybody else. And thank you for the call today, Tim. We appreciate you. Um, there doesn't seem to be enough people standing up for other people, enough people standing up for themselves. Um, I see it more here than any yeah. place else I've ever lived. Uh, but I'm sure. But that, I mean, New Hampshire is not a large state. We're not very populous. You know, we've got a, a large concentration of, you know, sort of libertarian types. So, like, I kind of, and also New Hampshire just sort of has a reputation of being that kind of a place, you well, know, with I, its minimal amount of laws and, and that kind of stuff. I think it'll be more than just a New Hampshire thing. I mean, like, Basically, every problem is solved with spontaneous order through the market, and the way that we innovate out of this problem is with blockchain technology. I I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's just because it's it's the truth. Do you want to, uh, since we're talking about it, do you want to talk about your Bitcoin sermon a little bit? Yeah, sure. Because I know you brought it for show prep today, and it's been, I don't even know the last, this is your first appearance this year, at uh, well, least. Well, I right? mean, like, yeah, that's... Like that's 20 days into it, but <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the last time you were on the show, so let's get to it. Yeah, um, so basically, I drafted, um, I was inspired by this show, actually, um, about the divinity of uh, blockchain technology. Um, I personally believe that the most efficient way to divine, uh, channel divine energy into the world is through uh, cryptocurrency um, because it's an honest system of money and money is the most important thing uh, to everybody, whether they recognize it or not, because it's a symbolic um, manifestation of their life's work. But um, if you'd like, I wrote a sermon um, as to why cryptocurrency is a righteous and moral technology that will bring about uh, truth and morality to the world. So I start off with saying cryptocurrency, as described by Tomer Strohlight, is a system that has justice built into it through math and truth. I believe we are entering an era in which mathematics, truth, peace, and virtue are all simultaneously under attack. In that darkness, cryptocurrency shines as a beacon to preserve all of these important principles on the immutable blockchain. Cryptocurrency is the only creation in the universe that can be used to make dishonest people honest. It makes them adhere to a monetary system that cannot be manipulated or controlled, uh, making it one of the best forms of sound money. More than anything, Bitcoin and other cryptos are sound money, 
which will bring a righteous overhaul of the corrupt international monetary system, mostly upheld by the U.S. dollar. The U.S. government is stealing more and more of the wealth of normal everyday people through inflation, taxation, and the stifling of innovation. This is the antithesis of nearly all principles professed in the Torah, Bible, and nearly every other uh, religious document. Cryptocurrency holds these thieves accountable by providing a shelter of peace and prosperity. In Judaism, this is referred to as a sukkah shlomecha, providing a covering over those who seek to have their life preserved by those who wish to steal it. People who use cryptocurrency are furthering this divine act of peace, whether they are conscious of it or not. The practice of purchasing small amounts of Bitcoin, also referred to as stacking sats, Mm -hmm. uh, is a religious ritual that is the equivalent of tithing. Stacking sats is taking a piece of our life's work in the form of virtuous currency and putting it towards peace, freedom, human flourishing, and truth instead of violence, murder, and deception when one keeps their wealth in USD and other fiats. Crypto solves so many issues besides just the monetary system. It also solves all of the problems that stem from that monetary system, such as world hunger, war, disease, and so many other ailments. It also creates a permanent and immutable record. Therefore, it's the best tool for recording historical events, such as births, deaths, weddings, and major purchases, such as houses and cars. We see it being used by those in poverty as a tool of getting out of poverty, and uh, due to this tool, um, those that are the poorest among the global human population, such as those living in Argentina or El Salvador, could end up being the richest people on Earth because mm. those countries are eager to adopt blockchain technology. Fact. More than any other currency in the past, cryptocurrency serves as a tool to bring humans from all over the world and unite them under a common divine tool that will facilitate what we all desire as religious people. Cryptocurrency will fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah, Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they ever again know war. And that's what I wrote. Uh, that's a- great. Amen. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, don't, a- I don't know if that you know is appropriate for, <laughs> yeah. for your sermon. Um, mean- and, and again, I know I mentioned this to you guys during the break, but I want to mention it to the listeners because it's the way I make sense of it. Um, music... And, you know, I make music, right? So, like, music is the language of emotion. Mm -hmm. You express emotion through music, which is a language based on math, Mm -hmm. right? So, if music can be the language of emotion, then Bitcoin, cryptocurrency in general, is the language of value. Yep. Also based in math. Yep. Right? Like... People are like, what is well, Bitcoin's not backed by it. Yes, it is. It's backed by math. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, do you trust math? So that's the thing. <laughs> I think um, just because someone doesn't understand something doesn't mean it isn't backed. Because that's usually right. people saying that they just don't understand right. what it is backed by. It's not just like wishy washy, you know, like fake money. Yeah. There's something legitimate backing this up, yeah. it has legitimate value. Unlike the USD. And usually if somebody does say that, um, you got to start with like, well, do you believe the US dollar is backed by anything? And if so, what? Yeah. Right? Does they go, well, it's backed by gold? No, it isn't. It hasn't been <laughs> no. for some time. Like, <laughs> they, they, then you know where you're starting. You know, you're like, yes, okay, history lesson time. Yep. Or yeah. like, maybe I should table this depending on, you know, the audience and where you're at. Yeah. That kind of thing. They've abandoned even honoring foreign debts for gold, which is basically that's how they inched it. They said, okay, at first we won't let individuals redeem their USD for gold, but we'll let foreign powers 
do it, but they've abandoned that decades ago yeah. even. So yeah, jigs the, up. The only thing... We don't even have a trillion dollars of gold. <laughs> no, <it's true. laughs> And we're like $34 trillion in debt. The, the only thing that the USD, the United States dollar, what you commonly refer to as cash, uh, is backed by is uh, murder. Yep. The the U.S. military, the the full faith and force of the U.S. military. That's the only thing the dollar's backed by, which is why I call it murder bucks. Yep. Yep. Murder uh, points. <laughs> yeah, murder certificates. Yeah. You know, wh- whatever. I mean, because that's really what it is backed by. Yep. So if you don't like the fact that this instrument of value exchange that you've just sort of you know slept walked through most of your life using. Uh, is backed by murder, well, uh, consider the alternatives. Yeah. Choose a technology that's founded on truth and transparency rather than on murder and death. Yeah. It's never been easier, too, to get it. I mean, you could, like, go on Venmo. They, There are literally cr- credit cards out there yeah. that will give you a percentage back in the crypto. Right. I mean, like, you know, we're not getting paid to say this, but I just like the product. Um, Gemini, the exchange, mm-hmm. they do a yes. credit card like this. Yep. Um, so it's literally never been easier to get into this. Yeah. Uh, Cash App has a Bitcoin Cash App, thing. Yeah. PayPal's into it now, yeah. I guess. So, you know, yeah. I mean, and if you live in New Hampshire, it's the, you know, you just have to like knock on, on a free stater's <laughs> door and they'll. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was at a uh, uh, pork fest either last year or the year before. But somebody was like, hey, you know, they were, I was just wandering around aimlessly, just trying to have fun, you know, fall into somebody else's good times and, you know, meet new people. And somebody came up to like a vendor and was like, hey, you know, I want to buy one of these. They're like, okay, uh, it's it's this much in dollars and I accept uh, cryptocurrency. Here's the mm-hmm. QR code. It's like, oh, all I have is money. And like, <laughs> what, what kind of money? Oh, uh, cash, USD. They're like, no, no, we don't accept that here. Based. We only take cryptocurrency. We only here, take or, real money or here. gold yeah. or silver, you know that kind of yeah. thing. And and the guy was like, "Well, where the hell am I going to get some Bitcoin?" Literally and, anywhere. And the guy was like, "Turn around and ask somebody. Like everybody here has some. You should be able to find some. You know, within asking ten people. Yeah. You know, the guy turned around, asked like two people. So he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll sell you some Bitcoin, no problem." Yeah. And so he was able to get some and buy the thing he wanted, yeah. and it was that easy. Yep. Yeah. And soon that'll just be the world we live in. Hopefully. Uh, let's see. Uh, what were we talking about last? It was Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Uh, we were doing your sermon. Yeah. So I want to move on to this from Reason Magazine. Uh, now, I'm a, uh, besides being a musician, I like to play guitar, heavy metal style and that kind of thing. I like to- Hardcore? Yell into a microphone yeah. occasionally and- you know, try my hand at the singing and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I also make uh, parodies mm. uh, in the sort of the Weird Al variety, except uh, I do cuss. Yeah. Not in all of them, but like I, I'm not going to limit myself on my ability to choose words to make these parody songs. By And plus, I really like cussing. I was going to bring up earlier that um, my favorite song of yours actually is uh, the one, the parody of that Beatles song. You were like, where are the face typers? Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> that pa- one, Paperback that, Writer yeah, is the Beatles tune. And that, I, that song like occasionally gets stuck in my head. And earworm style. Yeah, nice. yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. man. Uh, so, yeah, I do make parody songs. I have something called the Kick-Ass Parody Project. Yeah. There's a Bandcamp <laughs> page. You can get to it from CaptainKickass.com if you look. 
but this article headline struck me. Now, I haven't read the article myself, mm. but it says AI Fraud Act could outlaw parodies, wow. political cartoons, Boo. and more. What and does that have to do with AI or fraud? I. Well, have but you, you know ever how it heard is. of it's an like, act yeah. that like is named something and it like doesn't do even address any, the thing? Yeah. 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 First, first the and Inflation foremost, Reduction Act. First and foremost, as these things have, we've come to know from uh, the past use of the word "act," the Patriot Act, yep. the whatever yeah. act, right? They're uh, acting. It's just an act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. AI Fraud Act is them acting like there's some fraud within AI. That some, I don't know. I don't know how they got to outlawing parodies and political cartoons to yeah. this thing. I, I have no idea. But I'm curious. So Once again, the government hates fun. Mm-hmm. They certainly do. Uh, the subheadline is the bill is broad enough to target a Saturday Night Live skit lampooning Trump, a comedic impression of Taylor Swift, or a weird chat GPT-generated image of Ayn Rand. <laughs> okay. Wow. Mixing new technology and new laws is always a fraught business, especially if the tech in question relates to communication. Lawmakers routinely propose bills that would sweep up all sorts of First Amendment-protected speech, like cryptocurrency, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, we've seen a lot with the social media And we're starting to see it with artificial intelligence. Case in point, no artificial intelligence, fake replicas, and unauthorized duplications act. The No AI Fraud (laughs) Act. This is an acronym. The No AI Fraud Act is a freaking acronym. Jeez. The first word, no, that's just a word, apparently. They couldn't be put an N. And then AI, (laughs) they couldn't be Nye Fraud Act, right? Yeah. They had to be No AI Space Fraud Act. Stands for no artificial intelligence, fake replicas, and unauthorized duplications act. Okay, first of all, this goes back to uh, Metallica and Napster and and all this kind of crap, right? Okay. When when they, like, the government put out. Thanks, Metallica. The government (laughs) put out ads like, copying is stealing. Yeah. No, it's not. If it were, that would be called stealing. Yeah. Like, if I have. If I have an app on my phone and I'm able to walk around your car and scan it, right, mm-hmm. uh, down to every last detail, right, to 4K type type of resolution, right, I, I get the color right, I get uh, all your rust spots right, right, I get the, the tint of your windows, legal or otherwise, uh, you know, get all that correct, and I take that scan that I've made of your car mm-hmm. and I go plug it into like a 3D printer somewhere, you know, and I, I create an exact duplicate, of your car. Have I stolen your car? Well, uh, the car, the original car in question is still there, so right. I would have to say no. Correct. Stealing necessitates the owner being left without the original. Yep. You'd think, yeah. So uh, that's just a little background in history of uh, stealing versus copying. Well, what, what the example I like to give, too, is... let. Just to give a more direct example of like the CD and everything, right? Yeah. Let's say that you go to the store, you buy a CD, you put it into your computer, yep. and then you post your property somewhere, and then somebody goes online, sees that you posted your property, uses their computer that they bought with their money, like, and the router that they bought with their money, yep. and the internet service that they bought with their money, 
and downloaded it to their hard drive that they bought with their money. Making a copy of it. Yes. So you're getting the property from somebody else that they voluntarily relinquished and gave out to everybody, and you're using your property to obtain that freely shared property. And yet this third party out of nowhere says that you're taking their property. Yeah. Like the whole concept of um, intellectual, intellectual property, property yeah. just like is, is, I mean, is a total theft. It is because it it is impossible. Intellectual property isn't a thing. You can't like ha- hold property over an idea or a thought. You know what they call that in uh, my industry? They what? call it a legal fiction because yeah. it's fake yeah. and it's legally constructed. We'll talk more about this weird thing, this no, no AI fraud act coming up, plus more of your calls and more is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday Night Edition, 603-283-6160. More coming up. the final segment of this fine Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Zephan. And Nikki. Let's get this call out of the way. It's Skeeter calling from California. Skeeter, you're on Free Talk Live. It's your boy. It's your boy, revolutionary <laughs> capitalist and destroyer of libertarianism, young skeet. Young oh, by the way, wait, wait. How many libertarians have you destroyed? Several, including yourself. Uh, I'm still yourself. here, so you haven't destroyed me. So you can That's subtract the, oh, one. Oh, by the way, Captain. Oh, by the way, Captain Smooth Brain. Zero point zero two two hundredths, not tenths. Yeah, no, whatever. He just—he just, he just got so excited because he had been thinking about yeah. that diss for that like was, an hour. And it he was, was like, that oh. was literally like an hour <laughs> and a half. Been li- living in his head, rent free. Special education didn't help you develop simple arithmetic. <laughs> but I'm, I'm calling. To you mean state education didn't help me develop can, simple arithmetic? I can smell your autism <laughs> through the radio. <laughs> <laughs> does autism have a smell? Yeah, well, it does on him apparently. <laughs> yeah. Did you I know Asperger's is the next evolution of humanity? <laughs> <laughs> wow. If this you know is the inevitable result of humanity, I don't know uh, if I'm too optimistic. You, yeah, man, I, I almost puked when I heard your Bitcoin rant or your crypto rant. But I'm calling to vent my frustration with how ignorant libertarians are about the market and capitalism and are completely oblivious about the fact that aggression can sometimes bring about a higher good. What you were talking about, uh, everybody should have their own Israel. Does are you, have, like, are you, you drunk? Does he have the that, villain mask on from Batman? Boy. It, it's like, colonialism, boy. Colonialism can bring about a greater good, just like America taking over the Native Americans. <laughs> that brought about a greater good. Aggression can bring about higher utility. It is not always immoral. Just Are like you like Africa. Mr. Macho or something? Like you're Step into a slim gym. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Africa. Oh, yeah, slavery. brother. 
Just like African slavery brought about a better good for them. Oh, yeah, enslave those blacks, brother. (laughs) Was it better than staying in Africa? Now they're generations. Now they're uh, the progeny. It was all horrible. Stay in a first world. (laughs) That should never be repeated. Do you deny that? Do you deny the ancestors? I mean, not the ancestors, but the progeny (laughs) of the old slaves. Wow. And and he likes to complain about me saying stuff wrong. Goodbye. Well, that oh, was interesting. That was I like, fun. I like I that he really... changed his voice a little, though, this <laughs> time. That was interesting. It's like we got some accents in there. Yeah. You know? he, um, he was trying to maintain that, you know, that... that uh, blah, blah, blah. I, what is it? Who's, like who's the, the bad guy? I'm thinking of Bane? Is that from the Batman? Yeah. He's yeah. got the mask on and he kind um, of sounds But that guy talks like British. He's like, oh, you think darkness is your ally? Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> I was born in Maybe the he's like Bane's <laughs> bastard son or something. Mm, maybe. You know, Bane refuses like, uh, to acknowledge his existence. Yeah, but like somehow they fused the DNA of Bane and the Slim Jim guy. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. And Bane had a bastard love child. His name is Scooter. Squidward. Skeeter. Whatever the hell his name is. They they made it in uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, cloning lab or whatever. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I didn't hear about um, that. Yeah, oh, he wanted man. to clone himself, uh, and uh, he was he was lining the pockets of a lot, a lot of uh, scientists um, to, to try to do that. That's why, like, Stephen Hawking was on his payroll. And, oh, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, everyone only that focused on... That makes more on, sense yeah. than the memes that yeah, I was seeing about. Only, <laughs> everyone only focused on the Stephen Hawking part, but they didn't, like, stop to think, why is he trying to get in bed with all these scientists? It's because he, yeah. he, funny, he never because, wanted um, to die, and he wanted to be, like, um, you know, cloned, like, forever, that, basically. Uh, that television show, The Big Bang Theory... Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, they, you know, they pay homage to nerd culture, nerdism, and yep. you know that kind of stuff. And uh, Stephen Hawking, you know, was a, a recurring theme. Yeah. yeah, on that show. And and in fact, there was even one episode where like he made a guest appearance or something. Yeah, right? yeah, he made yeah. a guest appearance, and like, you know, he was like, oh hey hey, five o'clock, look at the Hooters on that one. Right, like, like they made Stephen Hawking out really? to be like, like a lecherous old man yeah, in yeah. his in his wheelchair, yeah, lusting, lusting, lusting after the after out, the yeah. after the college chicks or yeah. whatever that kind of thing. Oh, and so now that you bring this up about him and Epstein, I'm just like, wow, that's yeah. just that's weird foreshadowing, man. Well, I mean, you know, jokes are only funny if they have an element of truth in them. Yeah, that's true. Before we go on, I want to tell everybody that Free Talk Live has been brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending. Dash transactions are irreversible, so Dash is great for merchants. Plus, its network protection, or its network is protected from 51% attacks by its Chainlocks technology. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. All right. So we were talking about, we began to talk about this article from Reason. AI Fraud Act could outlaw parodies, political cartoons, and more. It turns out that uh, this is an acronym. No Artificial Intelligence Fake Replicas and Unauthorized Duplications Act. The No AI Fraud Act. Under the auspices of protecting Americans' individual right to their likenesses and voice. The bill would restrict a range of content wide enough to ensnare parody videos, comedic impressions, political cartoons, and much more. The bill's sponsors, Reps Maria Elvira Salazar and Madeline Dean, say they're concerned about 
AI-generated fakes and forgeries per a press release. They aim to protect people from unauthorized use of their own images and voices by defining these things as intellectual property of each individual. Like Okay, well thanks, but we don't need your protection. Like, get over it. Like protect us from from what? Well, okay. Yeah. Exactly. I think I can actually make the devil's argument here and come from a principled position. Um, all right, but you got to hold your two fingers on your forehead like you're yeah. the devil while you do it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so let's say that somebody uses AI to make it look like you robbed a bank. Okay. And in actuality, they're the one that robbed the bank, but for some reason they were able to jam all of the video. I mean, if they're tech-savvy enough to do the AI thing, they're probably tech-savvy enough to jam some you know, video recording uh, software. Um, and then the only evidence that this whole thing happened is this video that he made. Like, I don't think the government is how we solve that problem, but I think that it does pose a problem. Who's going to protect everybody from the government using AI to convince people oh, that no. it is righteous and necessary. Well, it's okay that they if they do it. Yeah, they're they're better than Because everybody. I'm convinced they're already using AI for those purposes. I'm yeah. sure. Um now, you know, you can jump down that rabbit hole if you'd like to. Well, or like what if I don't know, like what if somebody does something like maybe less nefarious because you're not getting prison time over this. Like um like let's say that somebody makes a pornography video of you or something like that. Well, like and like, do you own your likeness at all? Like, I'm not a fan of intellectual property, but like, I mean, there's already the use of like, once something gets released into the public, like you can't stop people from using, well, you know, clipping images yeah. and slides from it and using it to make a meme and exactly. And all that kind it's, of stuff. A, it's a slippery slope. You yeah, know what true. I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just trying to reach the truth here. I don't know what the answer is, yeah. but I do know that it poses a problem and we should be talking about it. Well, uh, Here's the solution: uh, just uh, abolish intellectual property as a concept. Yeah, I mean that I mean, would that would that would help, like with some things. But I think it does away with everything. And then, like now, you just have to figure out how you're going to survive in the marketplace without using the force of government to claim somebody wronged you because they copied something you did. Yeah. So let's use this example. So say, you know, you have a photo of yourself on the internet or a video of yourself on the internet mm-hmm. and someone takes that and does kind of like that the the porno example, you know, they make some, you know, like the deep fake, right? Yeah, yeah. some deep fake porno video of you. It's awful. It looks really realistic yep. and you don't like it. But there's no intellectual property. What do you do about that? Like how do you if it really really upsets you and you don't want it on there? How would you, what avenue would someone go down to well, try to get that removed? Okay, so other than like, you know, I don't know, like you have to be feeling some way about that, right? You have to be like, oh, look, somebody made a porn, you know, but it looks like I'm in it. Yeah. Right now. Clearly, if somebody would want it removed, that they would be very upset by it. Okay. They, they have bad feelings about it. Okay. But what are they really upset by? Right? I don't know. They... Why, why does that upset people is really what I'm getting at. Why Why would a, a fake porno of you being released on the internet upset you if it would? I don't know if it would or not. I don't know if it would or not either. It probably would upset me. Um, I probably wouldn't like it. Um, 
But because that since that's not something I would do in real life, I wouldn't want people to think that it's it's about the image that other people have of me, mm-hmm. I suppose, would be the true deep seated reason why that would bother me. It's because I don't want other people to think that that is something that I would do, maybe. So I find and. You know, I mean, before Free Talk Live, I did music and all that kind of stuff. So I I have a bit of a public persona already. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, B and C list for sure. I'm certainly no A list entertainer, but like I've had an audience previously. I have an audience now. We have an audience on this show uh, and that kind of a thing. So uh, what I've found is I've just ignored all of that crap. Right. There's uh, yeah. trolls in the chat rooms who are grabbing still shots of me oh, yeah. and you and yeah. everybody else and like making all sorts of funny stuff or whatever to them. Yeah. Right. Some of it's downright offensive. Right. Yeah. But like I just ignore it. Why? Because I don't want to give them any traction. Right. Yeah. If well, somebody makes something like that uh, of your likeness, uh, the, the best thing, in my opinion, to do yeah. is nothing. And I'm don't sure. Don't react because you know, that's what they want. They want a yes. reaction. And I'm sure that's what, like, really famous people like Taylor Swift, I'm sure there's all sorts of deep fake AI content of her. There's fake profiles of all of these celebrities, and that's what they do. And and they'll they'll tell you that. Any celebrities, like, never read the comment section because those people are going to tear you to shreds. They're also a bunch of, you know, compared to somebody who's, like, rich and famous, it's like, okay, yeah. Taylor Swift's not going to give you the time of day to even read your comments or anything like that. She has better things to do, right? right? Like being rich and famous. Well, but um, and like, like this stuff already exists to an extent. For example, yeah. scrolling through the Facebook, uh, I tapped on something that I shouldn't have, right? You know, not because uh, I didn't want to, but because as you, you know, sometimes you just you tap on the screen when yeah. you shouldn't, whatever. Yeah. It tapped on something. It was an article about Friends, right? The TV show. Yeah. Right. So the next thing you know, uh, Facebook is serving me up some weird <laughs> thing about like Jennifer Aniston, right? And it's a photo of Jennifer Aniston's face, but obviously not her body. Yeah. Right. It's obviously somebody far more well endowed and <laughs> what appears to be AI airbrushed. You know what I mean? In a bikini, like definitely not her figure, but it was a relatively good job. So like these things already exist. Absolutely. Government's doing nothing about it already. What on earth are they predicting they're going to do by passing this new act? Well, and what I would say it boils down to, which, you know, a lot of problems boil down to this, which is um, personal responsibility. You know, like I think that if you are going... It's fundamentally, at the end of the day, your choice to do the click, click, click to put your images online into this public forum. I think that as we continue to, like, move our lives, like, onto the Internet, like, the definition of what constitutes a public figure will shift. Because under the law, you're allowed to do all these crazy things with, like, public figures that you can't do with, like, ordinary people. But, like, when you put yourself on the Internet... Your information is public to everybody. So, like, you, in doing that act, are choosing that you no longer want to be private to a certain degree. Mm. Yeah. Like, and and I know people who live their lives by, like, actively not being in pictures. Yeah. Like, they just, every time a group photo's taken, they turn around. Right, yeah. You know, and they never take pictures of themselves and post it online and that's just how they live their their lives and i think that like as time goes on and we see this technology progress and people get angry about it like they're gonna just 
have to like come to that realization that I'm responsible for my actions yeah. and I have to live in accordance with that principle. I know that you have at least done some legal studying, right? Yeah. Um, just the term intellectual property yeah. to me is an oxymoron. <laughs> well, you called it, what did you call it earlier? Uh, oh, Zephyr, uh, legal, legal fiction. fiction. Yep. Yeah. That's, That's what exactly it is. what it is. Yeah. It is well, it they is, call it that too. It is ma- right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fact, government is legal fiction. Yeah. The, the entire institution that people call government the, is legal fiction. And the most common legal fiction, the, the thing that if you take any law class they'll bring up, are uh, corporations. Right. Those are legal uh, – those are uh, fictional people. Right. Yes. Legal yeah. fictions. Right. Yeah. So, so back to the copyright kind of stuff and, and legal fiction and copying in general. Um, let's take a look at something that if intellectual property, the way governments – uh, describe it and enforce it. Mm-hmm. If it existed pre-biblical times, mm-hmm. the Bible would not exist. Why would I say that? Yeah, why would you say that? Well, because all, all, all the Bible is is a bunch of copies. <laughs> like literally, and like people would embellish it, right? Yeah, but like true. somebody would, would find it and be like, oh, you know what? I got to translate it into this thing. Or yeah. I got to copy oh, it. you're right. I got to copy true. it so that I can bring a copy of it to my people and teach from it, you know, yeah. over here, right? So like the Bible itself is in complete violation of intellectual property right. laws of many countries. There's only like 200 nations well, on planet Well, just Earth. the spreading of ideas in general. Like, l- let's say that you tell me an idea that's super interesting, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, it really captivated me. And so, like, later on, I'm with Nikki, and I tell Nikki, oh, look at this great idea that he told me about. And then you're like, you stole my idea. Right. Like, yeah. no, you put that out into the world, right. and then you gave it to me. Right. Yeah. What did you expect? So, and it's not, you know, it wouldn't be Zephan's fault because he got to it's he, you know, like made, brought that idea into fruition, right? Before you did, yeah. It's like, well, if you really wanted it to be your idea, you should have kept it to yourself. Yeah, it's all personal responsibility. And, it all goes back to that. And I never really thought about it this way, but something Zephan just said kind of brought this into my mind. Ding, ding, ding. I do think it is by design, the lockdown on information and the mm-hmm. intellectual property laws. I think that is to reduce the spread and to slow the spread of knowledge and information oh, totally. of art creativity, Mm -hmm. all of that. It is not to protect anybody. It's not to protect businesses. It's nothing to do with trademarks and copyrights. All of that is a farce Mm -hmm. with like the real intention of it is so people can't learn and grow and develop these ideas, right? Because like this has been happening. I mean, every single thought you have, another human being has probably had before you. Mm -hmm. Every idea you have, someone else is probably having right now. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't lock that down. It's impossible. And it's not fair that someone is just like, oh, well, I I have uh, a copyright over this. So you can't do it now. That doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and like we can go through, okay, we go, let's biblical time, the Bible, yep. right? Literally has been copied yep. many uh, hundreds, thousands of times. I don't even yep. know. Yeah. In different languages For and all that kind of, of stuff. Years. Thousands yeah. of years. People are still using right? it today. And, yep. then, and then we come up to like uh, the, the dawn of recorded music, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, first there were records. Now those are hard to duplicate. But then cassettes came along Mm. and consumers could just go to like the regular department store and buy a cassette. Mm -hmm. And if you had two cassette players or a double cassette deck, 
you could copy any cassette. Yep. And all of a sudden, there were people upset about that because why would we allow? Allow, right? This is the, yeah. the word that comes yeah, in. Why would we allow? No, it? no, you don't get to allow. Yeah. Like again, nobody's stealing from anybody. Yeah. Right. If it wasn't for tape trading back in the day. Uh, certain artists, like Metallica, for example, since yep. we mentioned them earlier, would not have gotten the notoriety and fame. They would not have been able yeah, to absolutely. sell out their concerts when they went on their self-produced tours and stuff like that. They got zero airplay back in the day when they were a thrash metal band. Yep. Zero airplay for their th- first three albums. And then Master of Puppets went gold, mm. right? And that sort of like put them over the hump and got them some attention from labels, got them a real tour and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So if it wasn't for tape trading, tape copying, and people who were fans fans of this style of music going, dude, here, have a copy. Or, dude, can you make me a copy? Sure, yeah. I'll make you a copy. Or can I borrow that and I'll make a copy? Yeah, sure, whatever. I'll come over to your house on Tuesday. We'll make copies. If it wasn't for that, yeah. right, these musicians would not have had the level of success. I know. It's like they are trying to prevent themselves from being viral. Right. Well, it seems because like they that, don't truly understand right. it, yeah. right? They're just like, all they're thinking about, I mean, once Metallica's famous, right, they're like, no, if you want to listen to our music, you got to pay money for it. Right. You yeah. know, like, we're big and famous now, and, and we we earned this. And we also see that in the music industry with certain chord progressions. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there's only, I mean, you can get real, real creative with music, using different instruments, using different chord progressions, but there's... So I'm thinking specifically of Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, which I know is uh, Captain's favorite song. You're fired. But allegedly, Robert (laughs) Plant heard the song Taurus by Spirit. Yes. And that's where they got- I've heard of this before, yeah. Right? So then they're like, oh, well, Led Zeppelin stole this chord progression from from Spirit. Okay, but- Want to tell me why Stairway to Heaven is a super famous song mm-hmm. and they were like a number one top chart yeah. hit well, and how, why Led Zeppelin is way yeah. more famous than Spirit? Yeah. I mean, I, oh, maybe I got they news did you. steal your idea, but they did it better than you. Yeah. I've got news for you. Every musician out there uh, everywhere of all time has stolen something from somebody else. And by stolen, I mean, stealing, I don't, I don't mean, yeah. I don't mean, st- I mean like they are, they were inspired. Inspired. it's called, yeah. it's called influenced, right? Yeah. Like I might write a riff that sounds like, I don't know, Tommy Victor from prong. Yeah. Right. Cause I mentioned prong a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I write a riff and people are like, Oh man, you've been influenced by Tommy Victor. I take that as a compliment Yeah, because yes, I have, as a matter of fact, been influenced by Tommy Victor. I haven't stolen his riffs, but I've listened to, I've played, you know, his his riffs by myself, yeah. and then now when I jam occasionally, that style comes out in me in the riffs Absolutely. that I wrote. Now yeah. they're not exactly note for notes, you know, stolen, if you will, copied, if you will, no, none of that. But like, you can't you can't stop that. Art is everybody being influenced by everything they've mm-hmm. ever lived through, and then putting their own personal touch on it. Yeah. That's Absolutely, it. That's all it is. There's this really. Um, great song um that was made that's basically like it's it's called four chords um and it's like five seconds of like a whole bunch of different songs that use the exact same four chords yeah. i've heard this it. yes it's so good yes and it like just so seamlessly goes into the next song playing the same chords and you're you're like wow okay so clear like and and it just goes on door point and in that like it's it's they're just inspired that's that's all it is and like what art is is the free exchange of that inspiration yes so when they inhibit it through intellectual property they are stifling human innovation through art 
Agreed. Which yeah. is probably the most evil thing you could do to a human being besides trying to ban laughter like they're trying to do, too. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it certainly <laughs> seems like it. Uh, the bill's sponsors uh, say they aim to protect people from unauthorized use of their own images and voices. No, The No AI Fraud Act cites several instances of AI being used to make it appear that celebrities created ads or art that they did not actually create. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> making, making these celebrities even more popular and famous <laughs> and valuable than they were before, yeah. by the way. Like, this is Free what I labor. don't get. This is what I don't get about these people who are against this sort of thing. Like, if you are trying to be, if you're trying to make money at being popular, at being a musician, at being an actor or something like that, mm-hmm. right, why would you ever want yourself to become less? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, for instance, AI technology was used to create a song title called Heart on My Sleeve, emulating the voices of recording artists Drake and The Weeknd. States the bill's text, AI technology was also used to create a false endorsement featuring Tom Hanks' face in the advertisement for a dental plan. To me, this is just people being creative, man. Yep. Right? Uh, While the examples of the bill are directly related to AI, the bill's actual reach is much more expansive, targeting a wide swath of digital depictions or digital replicas. Uh, The insanely broad bill is about creating a right to sue someone who uses your likeness or voice without your permission. It states that every individual has a property right to their own likeness and voice, and people can only use someone's digital depiction or digital voice replica in a manner affecting yeah. interstate or foreign commerce. Blah, blah, and that's blah. the thing. Like, where do we draw the line here? Yep. Where does it end? It never does. Not with the state, it doesn't. Until the state ends, anyway. Bitcoin fixes this. We're out of time. Thank you, Zephan, for joining us. Thank you, Nikki, for joining us on Thank a you. Saturday. Thank you to all of our callers, our listeners. If you missed any part of the program, please visit freetalklive.com and find the archives under resources. Thanks and peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Ward. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com